go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussing, and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. Here we go, off and running for the final program of 2023. This is the Horn. Head on dot live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, madcap, multimedia extravaganza. It is the Horn chat room, the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Globe Round. The easiest place to find the Listen Live link is right there at HeadOn.Live. And if you do pop in right now and you're listening live, you'll be greeted by the early arrivers, the aforementioned Mary Wackies, any real time, etc. And that would be uh, a rousing howdy from Routes and Squeaky and Theo, all capably moderated by Horn Chief Agronomist, Chief Mathematician, Bud Trimmer Emeritus, and expert Zimmergist Roger in Oregon. Hi, I'm Robin. It's Friday on the Front Porch. We close out 2023 with a Friday on the Front Porch, of course. Uh, program note, no program Monday. Um, I assume I'll probably be cooking and whatever, but uh, back at it on Tuesday, January the 2nd, 2024. And hopefully I don't screw that up too many times. Um uh, So, uh, that's basically the schedule for now. Uh, if you are listening to the podcast, pretty please uh, like each podcast episode, if you would. It aids in the visibility of the program and the rankings and makes it more likely that more people will see it and be able to uh, maybe participate in the community okay that's it's really helpful as are as is adding your comment any kind of comment to the uh to the comment section doesn't have to be anything fancy just pretty much anything um and it is greatly appreciated every program here at the horn begins with gratitude and this program is no different and consequently we send out thanks to our 29th day of the month subscribers. And uh, folks chipping in over the uh, evening. Uh, th- th- thank you to David in Oregon yesterday. It being the 29th, there are no subscribers. 
So we still have $235 to go on the uh, have, a, have, a, have a show on my dad challenge. And that would get us down to 1376 And after that, another challenge on its heels, $300 courtesy of Chris in Germany. Chris heard yesterday's episode and immediately responded, Nimrata is an idiot. To which I responded, an absolute fool, a dipshit, a dunderhead. And Chris replied, you're being much too kind to that vacuous ferret head. So, the Nimrata Haley is a vacuous ferret head challenge is on the table. Chris will match everything that comes in up to $300. So, if we can finish Jake's, have a show on my dad challenge. And then we meet the... Nimrata Haley is a vacuous ferret head challenge, and I gotta say, I mean, vacuous ferret head. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm all about the vacuous ferret head. Uh, then uh, that means we would get down to where we finished. Let's see, we would finish the month of December in the year 2023 with a with a, a seven hundred and seven hundred seventy six dollar deficit. So thank you to Chris, and thank you again to Jake, and hopefully we will knock all of this out. Ralphs is getting us started, jumping in to get us down to $210 to go on the Have a Show on My Dad challenge. And it, it, the story that went with that was just so sweet. Uh, thank you to Mark in Florida. Thank you, Mark. So now that gets us down to... Uh, hmm. 175 to go on the Have a Show on My Dad Challenge. Thank you, Mark, so very much. <laughs> if you want to keep your friends, don't do that. Uh, Brother Deacon Asus says, uh, speaking of tartar sauce, don't ask. I was thinking of getting my paws on some Sustroming for New Year's Eve. Thoughts? Well, if you want to spend New Year's Eve by yourself out in the middle of a field and have even even the buzzards run away from you, knock yourself out, Brother Deacon. Do it. Yeah, I dare you. There, okay. I dare you. Mm-hmm. Oh, and along the way, uh, something else I mentioned to Chris. In, in, maybe, maybe we should have done this yesterday, but maybe it's even more fun to do it tonight because it'll be, uh, it's Friday on the front porch and we'll have the, uh, we'll go over the river and through the, woods to the old holler tree that we sublet from the Keebler elves and gather together around the extraordinary ordinary round table here in about mm, 50 minutes or so maybe we need to work on new uh, because the creativity of this little community is boundless and the minute that Chris typed vacuous ferret head I knew what our mission might perhaps be. And that is new and interesting names for Nimrata Nikki Randawa Haley. Uh, Emilio, no, not a vacuous Faraday cage, a vacuous ferret head. 
Oh, a vacuous parrot maze? Keep trying, Emilio. Keep trying. So if you uh, it, it, feel free to use the contact the program link there at uh, headon.live and send me your thoughts for appropriate monikers for <sighs> the, the dumbest female candidate in the presidential primary process for the Republicans. I'm not sure that she's actually dumber than Weewack Ramaswamy. But she's dumb. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm very concerned about the people of Bonomo. Yes. And I thought we might... I mean, yesterday was Thorn in the Side Thursday. Today's Friday on the front porch. It's the end of the year. And by the way, it, we're two days short of a very important day in my life. Uh, the day, goodness me, three years ago, that... I told all of y'all about me. It was actually December the 31st, 2020. I was scared to death, and that's why I had Miss Terry help me. So that's quite the little milestone. And the love I feel uh, for, for y'all who have stuck around, you know, some people bailed. But for the folks who have stuck around... I can't begin to describe what that means to me. I mean, I'm not going to fire up old Lang Syne and get all teary or anything. But there, it's it's true. I do. I, I, I feel a deep and abiding sense of connection to this community. And beyond that, a deep and abiding sense of gratitude and appreciation and thanks. But that said, that said, um, we, well, we had an absolute surfeit of stupidity yesterday. Led, of course, the, the, that charge was led by Nimrata Haley. But we've got more. We do. Because there's something about just mentioning the Civil War that drives the maggots right up a tree. Because of the nature of the maggot base. They don't want to hear about no slavery. They don't want to. They don't want to hear about no, no, no Middle Passage, and they don't want to hear about no Kansas Nebraska Act. They don't want to hear that. It, 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 it's CRT. It's critical race theory, or cathode ray tube. They're not exactly sure which, but they don't want to hear it. And it was about a lot of other things, just like, just, just like that. Just like that, that woman, that woman done said it was about it was about the they government. Oh, and thank you so much to uh, uh, to Carl, Carl in Phoenix, who <laughs> uh, sent me a message on the platform formerly known as Twitter, 
saying, I made this meme for you after listening to your show the other night. You had me in tears laughing to be to be read in your high, screechy voice. For those of you who know your memes, it's SpongeBob. It's SpongeBob, you know, bent at the waist to the extent that sponges have waists. Uh, with the, 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 the very beaky uh, proboscis. And it merely says, The caravans, migrants, trans, queers, communists, ooh, brooga, 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 marble, whoosh. That's just for you, Carl. Just for you. <laughs> oh, God, they'd be hilarious. They would be nonstop hilarious if it weren't for just how damn dangerous they are, wouldn't they? Well, right. There we are. But like I said, there's something about the bare mention of the Civil War that just brings out the the dumbassery in the dumbass portion of the American political experiment and here at the final days of 2023... And so it was that over on that website that was once known as Twitter, John sent me a clip of a legislator from Tennistan, one representing Mike Sparks. This is via the, ten the Tennessee Holler, and they do great work. <laughs> uh, at any rate, uh, there in uh, he represents an area of uh, ten Smyrna, Smyrna, Tennessee. He represents Smyrna, Tennessee. And apparently, there was a debate about a bust of the first Grand Wizard of the KKK. I presume that's Nathan Bedford Forrest. Uh, a, a slave owner, a vicious cavalry officer, guerrilla warfare. Uh, I think he was a cotton factor. In Memphis, if I if memory serves correctly, it may not. But representing Mike Sparks wants to keep up that there bust of Nathan Bedford Forrest because he were a great man. And then the inevitable happened. Someone asked, "Oh dear God, the most trenchant question." Of the end of 2023. This this is this is uh, this is asking this is the equivalent of asking a maggot what the Civil War was fought over. Really is akin to asking the Uniblab 10,000 to calculate pi to the final digit. It breaks their brains.
And so, introducing, representing Mike Sparks. Now, bear in mind, representing Mike Sparks got his mouth full of gum, and he's sitting there just chomping on it like a, ch- a cow chewing on cud, and then all of a sudden he get that glazed look in his face like a cow looking at a new gate whilst chewing on his cud. They were fought over slavery. Was the Civil War fought over slavery? I haven't really studied it. What? 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 Now, this man is an elected representative representing Smyrna, Tennessee, which ain't too terrible far, I might add, from some places where some significant amounts of blood were spilt. In the Civil War, was the Civil War fought over slavery? They can't answer. I mean, this, this is this is like having said Beetlejuice twice and asking them to say it the third time. Oh, I can't. I ain't really ra- rather. I ain't never what. Uh, Yeah, meanwhile, over in the uh, front porch chat, speech therapist puzzled over why Nikki, N-I-K-K-K-I, can't pronounce the word slavery. <sighs> but you, you understand, he ain't, he ain't studied it now. He, he ain't, he, give me another stick of that juicy fruit. The Civil War fought over slavery? I haven't really studied it. Uh, I just think that we need to we need to, we need to all Was study history. We all need to study. Can answer history. that basic question? question? I'm a, and there's different there's different contexts, different uh, different. Seventy three. I might add that he's standing there next to a black man when he says all of this. Well, I mean, uh, and and by the way. Uh, a black man is running against him in Smyrna. Mm-hmm. Running for his seat. Well, I mean, uh, uh, see, uh, what it was, there was different contexts. Uh, for instance, there was the context of Nathan Bedford Forrest and his cavalry, which was definitely... I, 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 I ain't sure... Because he had been running his mouth about the Grand Wizard bust when and and said there, you said you studied history. Well, it's the context, you understand. I mean, like, uh, well, you know, context. Spell it. K-K-K-O-N... T I T S. All you got me is K L A N T I T S. Damn it! Trick got you questions. <sighs> but they can't say it. Asking a maggot to admit that the that, that, that the Civil War 
was a fight over slavery and the federal government's attempt to end it, I think it's important we provide that context, is like asking a maggot to deny that Donald Trump is Christ. They're not going to do it. Yeah, I love that, Steve. Didn't you? The investor said, he said you studied history. Uh, yes, Ralphs, it's a bruga 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 warble whoosh. Which is what all that... It's, it's, there's context... Just say Bruga 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 Warble Whoosh, representing Sparks. Uh, back to Nikki for a minute. It's Vivek Rosanna Dana. Yes, Vivek Rosanna Dana, and I must, yes. I'm partial to Tricky Nikki, Matt says, because for some reason... She's tricked a lot of people into thinking she's some type of reasonable, moderate Republican. Sort of shades at Joe Manchin. Well, there's a ticket. Who? You take that back. You take that back right this instant. Uh, on a personal note, Matt says, The husband and I are boarding a plane tonight and flying to Seattle to see Hart on New Year's Eve. It's their first live run since 2019. And Jason Bonham is opening. The last time they toured together, they did a Led Zeppelin set together at the end, which was just joyous. Oh, that's got to be a blast. We will be in the fourth row. I plan on dancing and singing out the old year and in with the new. It'll be a nice few hours of fun and frivolity. And yes, I'm playing hooky from work. The boss knows. So it's all good. Oh, Have a blast, Matt. Y'all just have a... Mm, oh, that'd be, that'd be great to see. Now my old DJ brain has uh, Magic Man playing and Dreamboat Annie and, of course, Crazy on You. That first album. And to Barracuda and... That, no, I gotta think that's, well, yeah, but Nikki is, tri I, I don't think she's, maybe she's tricked some people into thinking she's some kind of moderate Republican, but I think the real trick, Matt, is the fact that she's tricked some people into thinking she has an IQ above the, uh, the uh, above the temperature of pond water. Oh, no, that's, a, that, that, mm, Darlene. Darlene in Connecticut. That was a half-hearted cowbell, Roxanne. There, much better. Darlene in Connecticut simply pointing out, thank goodness it isn't Billable Rick going to see Hart. You, you stay away from that tour. You hear me, Billable? You stay away. Uh, Steve adding, uh, uh, what was the Civil War fought over? It was fought over the ground. Very, very bloody ground. Uh, that's okay. Um, that's okay, David. Uh, can't figure out how to contribute online. If you go to headon.live, the main page of the website, and scroll down, there is a yellow bar there that says PayPal. 
and you push the button and there and you're there. You can also conceivably do it through Patreon, but that uh, that comes out on the first of the month, whichever. But uh, the PayPal button is right there on the main page at HeadOn.Live. So thank you, thank you for being will, uh, willing to do that. It's so very helpful. Oh, don't, Randy, Radar, don't you do that to that classic song. Try, try, try to understand, try to understand, he's a MAGA man. Uh, I hope that doesn't stick in my poor old tired DJ brain. Bad Randy Radar. Bad. As to the Civil War and uh, our newly discovered representing Mike Sparks. Uh, Steve in New York says, the worst part is not that he uh, burbled and burbled. All he had to spew was a yes, but. Yes, during the North and South fought the war of Northern aggression, fought the Civil War over slavery, but it's really about states' rights. It's not true, Steve observes, but it's a respectable response for the for-profit media, and the maggots would have loved it. He clearly needs to wear his Rick Perry "Don't I Look Smart" glasses. The way, just uh, well. Just to set the scene, it's taking place in what looks to be the atrium or entranceway of some sort of public building. And representing Mike Sparks keeps looking around, looking over his shoulder, trying to see, is this getting getting taped? Am I on tape? Where's Where's the gotcha Democrat bus? Damn it. Uh, Bill, uh, uh, Brother Deacon Asa says, tell Darlene to get out of my brain. Billable Slick Rick was the first thing that came to mind when you read Matt's message. No heart show for you, Billable. You are free, however, to attend as many Kid Rock and Ted Nugent shows as you might possibly desire. You're encouraged to attend them even if you do not desire. Oh, the dumbness. When Thorn in the Side Thursday spills over into Friday on the front porch. (sighs) Well, now, uh, the man referred to by Charlie Pierce as bobble-throated MAGA Republican Tom Cotton, head full of of Arkansas got dragged on social media because he was feeling all historical like and everything and decided to try to help out Nimrod Haley, I reckon, by explaining the true causes of the Civil War. Well, at least we're not talking about ancient Rome, right? 
Tom Cotton. Went on social media saying, uh, and he went to shitter and posted a shit for this. Uh, the Civil War started because the American people elected an anti slavery Republican as president. And Democrats revolted rather than accept minor restrictions on the expansion of slavery to the Western territories. They've been trying this tactic for a few generations now. It's really dumb. It displays a profound lack of understanding of the nature of American politics. For their time, the Republicans of 1860 were a reconstituted party made up of a whole bunch of other fragmented little parties that coalesced in the collapse of the Whigs because pre-Civil War it was Whigs and Democrats those were the two primary parties. But there was the anti-Masonic party, and there was the, uh, and there was the Know-Nothing party, and uh, some Whigs still la- left shambling around. And, and a little log cabin in Wisconsin, the Republican Party was born. And what really happened... Was and, and understand that James Buchanan had been the president of the United States prior to Lincoln, our only bachelor president. He was known to uh, sleep with a man named Rufus King, who was referred to by his Senate colleagues as Nancy. Her name was McGill, but she called herself Jill, and everyone knew her as Nancy. Rocky Rocky Raccoon? Anybody? Beatles reference? I didn't make that up. They did. Uh, they were long-time companions. Zins, 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 zins. Yes. And uh, Rufus King was from Alabama. And James Buchanan was from Pennsylvania. So it was a it was a mixed relationship. But Tom, head full of cotton, um, just sort of glossed over the political realities at the time because basically the Democrats in the North and the Democrats in the South couldn't get their shit together to decide on a, a candidate, so they split their own ticket. And that meant that a young, gaunt, probably not terribly healthy man from Illinois uh, via Kentucky and Taliban, Indiana, named Abraham Lincoln, a uh, coal, uh, a, not coal, a railroad company lawyer who had ridden circuit all over Illinois and also slept with men, was able to secure the presidency in the 1860 presidential election. 
and this caused the South to lose its collective mind, such as it was. Lincoln, we all know, had to be snuck into Washington, D.C., because there were the, 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 the uh, maggots of the day were hoping to assassinate him. He was uh, snuck in on a train from Baltimore. Hi, Bob. And inaugura- inaugurated in March of 1861, at which point, uh, down there in the home of American sedition, South Carolina stand, uh, Pierre Gustave Touton Beauregard got some kids together from the local military school and started lobbing shells at the federal installation in Charleston Harbor. Thinking that'll show them. Now, I've already provided more context than Tom Headful of Cotton even likely knows. But he got splained. He got schooled. Uh, Political commentators, actual, real, live, no-kidding journalists, historians, all chimed in to point out just how godforsaken stupid Tom Headful of Cotton is. Uh, Former Chicago Tribune editor Mark Jacob said, MAGA propagandists like Tom Cotton don't want you to understand that Southern racists used to be Democrats but are Republicans now. This partisan sea change happened through the 1960s, 70s, and 80s. It's explained in those history books that Republicans don't want you to read. We've got to get them out of the library. They're woke. And here's an irony for you, since we're wandering around in the fields of American history. The government of the United States was founded by flawed men, some of whom enslaved people, Jefferson and Madison and Washington, all claimed title ownership of hundreds of human beings. Yeah, Lil, you're right, Ralph. Her name was McGill, but she called herself Lil, but everyone knew her as Nancy. I don't know where Jill came from. Hi, Dr. Biden. Thanks for listening. Um... But Republicans, where was I, since we're at play in the fields of history? Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, it'll come back to me. But uh, Mark Jacobs says they, they, they changed from Democrats to Republicans through the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Remember, Strom Thurmond gets the ball rolling in, what, 1948? When? At the same time that he's banging the upstairs help, a young, pretty black girl, 
He said, I'm leaving the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party didn't, I didn't leave. The Democratic Party left me. Because he didn't want no Negroes swimming in no white, white swimming pools. And went on to serve in the Senate until he was 96 sickening, miserable years old. That's 1948. But yeah, uh, uh, Lyndon Johnson said uh, after the passage and signing of the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act, we have lost the South for a generation. Lyndon Johnson's political instincts were pretty solid, but he completely blew the call on that one because it wasn't a generation. It's generations. And they're not done passing yet. And so, as noted in yesterday's program with things like Nixon's Southern Strategy, the presidential candidacy in 1968 of George Wallace, eventually in 1972, the Powell Memo, and, you know, old 666 himself, Ronald Wilson Reagan, announcing his candidacy at the Neshoba County, Mississippi Fairgrounds, scant miles where Shank, Cheney, and Goodman were murdered by the Klan and buried in an earthen dam, delivering speeches in Tuscumbia, Alabama, at the home of the Klan, Ronald Reagan made abundantly clear, not through dog whistles, but through bull horns, bull Connor horns, that white Southern racists had a friend in him and a home in the Republican Party. Ron Filipkowski also jumped in. He's with Midas Touch. This Republican Party doesn't even resemble the one from 2015, much less 1860. And the white Southern Dixiecrats all switched to Republicans in the 1970s to 80s. So the Democratic Party today also in no way resembles that of 1860. Over at the Daily Beast, Wajahat Ali said Democrats today aren't waving or defending the Confederate flag or lamenting about the lost cause. That's Tom Cotton's GOP. If Lincoln was a Republican today, the MAGA extremists would probably try to assassinate him. And there is truth in that because, well, John Wilkes Booth was a conservative right-wing extremist. I'm just saying. But Tom Head Full of Cotton hadn't had enough. He wanted more. And he said, Democrats would sooner tear the country apart than treat all citizens equally before the law, regardless of killer. Dipshit. And Wajahat Ali said, Tom Cotton will support Trump for president who cited Hitler and said immigrants poisoned the blood of this country and incited a failed insurrection. But go on about equality and tearing the country apart. And it got worse. Tom Cotton is a prime example of why we should never ban books. He went on to be described as being on the wrong side of history. 
You can't believe history. It's a woke liberal plot. That was David Torn from Mother Jones. With a rhetorical question, Bavik Lathia said, which party is actively defending the Confederacy in the year 2023? And which party is working to tear down Confederate statues and monuments? It's been 158 years since the Civil War ended. The parties have different values today. The GOP is on the wrong side of history. And this, I swear to God, if you would just Google one goddamn thing before you tweet, you'd spare yourself from looking so stupid. Lincoln was not anti-slavery until the war forced him to be. It was the Compromise of 1850 that led to the war because slave states didn't want to be outnumbered. He got ratioed. Putting a finer point on things, uh, Brooklyn Dad said, Tom Cotton is an idiot, and the Republican Party would fully reject Abraham Lincoln as being too woke if he were alive today. One of his constituents, a man by the name of Will Watson, said, I'm truly grateful to Tom Cotton for the periodic reminder that two degrees from Harvard are absolutely worthless if you were born a dipshit and revel in cultivated ignorance. (sighs) Dipshit's been getting a little bit of a workout lately. Uh, Then there's Professor Manisha Sinha. She is a teacher of history and has expertise in slavery, abolition, the Civil War, Reconstruction. And said, he bears a strong resemblance to Rip Van Winkle. He's been asleep for the past hundred years. Will someone enlighten him? Of course, it wasn't long before somebody posted a photo of a uh, maggot carrying the Confederate flag through the rotunda of the capital of the United States, something that even the Confederate Army was unable to accomplish. And then there's the fact that Tom Cotton said that at one point in time, slavery had been a necessary evil, and said the 1619 Project was revisionist history. Uh, Sean Lee Alexander, the person who said that, a professor of African and African American Studies at the University of Kansas, went on to note that uh, Tom Cotton brags about his ancestry and his relation, uh, his, his descent from some dude named... John Calger, his great-great-great-grandfather, who actually enslaved six people before he moved to Arkansas. It goes on and on. I can't wait. To, by January 2nd, who, know, who knows who will have decided to unburden themselves of their profound lack of understanding of the causes of 
that little dust up in 1861 to 1865. Look, I had ancestors on both sides of it. And I'm certainly not proud of the ones who fought for the Confederacy. I'm ashamed. Not the least of which, uh, not not for the least of the reasons, the fact that they were mostly poor as dirt dumbasses who got hornswoggled by the wealthy people into going out and sucking up bullets. Hey, thanks, David. Thank you so much. We are now down to. 155 to go in the uh, have a show on my dad challenge courtesy of Jake in Columbus and remember that after that we have the vacuous ferret head Nikki Haley challenge courtesy of Chris in Germany and we've got a fighting chance to uh, get get the deficit down to something manageable by the time we start January Uh, no, Lou, I did not know that. Did you know the Florida knee gators at 5 and 7 will be playing in the empty bowl? And that the knee gators opponents will be Beckley Junior High starting at 3 a.m. Wednesday morning on public TV. Is that public TV or public a- cable? Is, is that cable access, Lou? And that the knee gators are the favorite team of the folks in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I knew! I knew this was a dig at Kevin. Negate. Negative. Yeah, seven losses, five women. Yeah, it's not a great year for the University of Florida. Thank you, George, and Course Gold. We're now down to $100 to go on the... Uh, have a show on Jake's Dad Challenge. Thank you, George. Uh, Steve, with a couple of observations. Uh, Republican Party, I wonder if anyone's told the maggots that Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. Oh, yeah, they they tell jokes about it. They say, what did Abraham Lincoln say when he sobered up on January 1st, 1864? I freed the who? Because, see, it's funny to them because Abraham Lincoln must have been drunk to sign the Emancipation Proclamation. Because no sober white man would ever do such a thing. And, look, since you brought it up, we may as well deal with it. Do not... And, and I know this program doesn't have that great a reach, but sometimes people hear things, and or it seems like they hear things. So let me just say this now. Do not, none of you, no matter how good you think it's going to be, no matter how stupid, and it will be, 
you think the maggot in question, the candidate, will respond, don't you even dare ask a maggot presidential candidate to explain that thing that Steve in New York just mentioned, the Emancipation Proclamation. Don't do it! Am I early? Oh, hi, Barn. Come on in. I'll be with you in a minute. Have a cup of coffee, Barney. Okay, thank you, Andy. Just getting Opie straightened out a little bit on his schoolwork. Oh, oh yeah? yeah? What's the problem, Opie? History. Oh. Opie, if it makes you feel any better, I never was much at history either. Weren't you, Andy? No. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> history was right. Yeah, weren't none of us in the South very good at history. At least not from 1860 forward. Oh, this is a moment. As much of history either. Weren't you, Andy? No. Oh, that's funny. History was right up my alley. What? I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. History was one of my best subjects. It was. Well, yeah, don't you believe me? Well, ask me something. Go ahead, ask me anything. <laughs> okay, uh, what, um, what was, what was the, uh, Emancipation Proclamation? <laughs> you kidding? Everybody knows that. Well, good. Don't be easy for you then. Go ahead, tell us about it. Oh, you're kidding. That's one of the most famous proclamations in history. I know. You can almost hear Nimrata Haley saying the very words, can't you? Or maybe Tom Cotton. Or the 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 the, the confidence of Barney. I don't know. Uh, that kind of speaks to we wake Rosanna Dana, doesn't it? I bet you even Opie knows that one. Go on, tell him, Opie. Tell him about the Emancipation Proclamation. I never heard of it. You never? I don't know what they're teaching them these days. <laughs> <laughs> you tell him, Aunt B. Me? I wasn't there, Lansing. <laughs> See, even back then and. Mayberry, North Carolina, they wasn't teaching all that woke stuff. Sorry, my voice is liable to slip into that accent now. Well, I guess it's up to you, Barn. Listen to this, so you might learn something. Go ahead, Barn. <clears throat> well, the Emancipation Proclamation... Hmm? How do you like that? Spot right there on my uniform. <laughs> Guess I ought to be sending this out to the cleaners. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Boy. <clears throat> now you was uh, you was asking about the uh, special proclamation. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I'm all ears. Yeah, you always was. <laughs> well, the Emancipation Proclamation <clears throat> uh, was a proclamation. Is what it was. Mm, what was it about? It was about emancipation. What do you think it was about? <laughs> what was it about? Use your head, man. It's common knowledge. There was these folks, and how else was they going to get themselves emancipated unless there was a proclamation? These so they folks. got themselves a proclamation, and they called it the Emancipation Proclamation. You'll notice Barney can't say slavery either. Oh, Nimrata Barney Fife Haley. Could that be a contender in our list this evening? Yeah, yeah and I'm surprised.
surprised at you for not knowing that, Andy. And I'll tell you something else. I'm even more surprised that you thinking I don't know about the Emancipation Proclamation. We're still waiting for you to tell us about it. Well, if you get so smart, Alecky, about it, maybe I'm not even going to tell you. <laughs> hey, Ben Stiller here. There was these people. And they was a-needin' emancipating. The sad thing is that that probably passes for a history lesson in the Florida of 2000, the end of the, the end of 2023, or Alabama, North Carolina, Florida, Tennessee, Arkansas, South Carolina. Oh, good God. It was funny when Barney Fife did it. Good. Yeah. When when life imitates art badly. And by the way, just for anybody keeping track, uh, Sunday, Sunday night, this Sunday, the 31st day of December, 2023, will mark the 160th anniversary of the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation. Which, for anybody out there sitting there going, okay, smart girl, what was it? It was a it was an it was a controversial declaration crafted at the direction of Abraham Lincoln that freed all the enslaved peoples in the states which were presently in rebellion. Lincoln has been criticized for not making it a blanket emancipation. But he was trying to keep Missouri, Kentucky, and Maryland still at least nominally neutral. And of course by then, a wee little tiny baby state named West Virginia had entered the Union. But we didn't enter as a border state. We entered as a full full-throated declaration that we here were a free state. That was June the 20th, 1863. About a little over six months before the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation. And you could say that, in a way, it represented a first salvo with Lincoln saying, (laughs) yeah, they're going to love this in Richmond. Hey, we're taking about a third of your state and creating another state. A couple of years later, somebody would say, hey, them poor hillbillies got some coal. Let's go take it. And we're down to $75 on the Have a Show on Jake's Dad Challenge. Thank you, Henry. Thank you, Henry, so very much. 
It's hugely helpful. When that's met, when the last 75 comes in, that'll get us down to 1376. And then if Chris's challenge is met, we'll be down to 776. And smack dab in the middle of the Dark Ages. Or wait, is that 2023? Uh, thank you, Bernadette. Found this article the other day. It's the first part of a six-part series. Found it very informative. Passing on the knowledge from Reuters. Um, well, why is it not open? Doggone it. Sometimes links are like that. And uh, Bernadette says, by the way, happy blue year from my family, Julian, Dominic, Kong, and myself. Love you just the way you are. Oh. Hi, gang. How wonderful. Happy New Year indeed. Proposed new title for Nimrata Haley, Stephen New York. Moron, Moran Emerita. See what I did there with the Latin feminine? I was channeling your ancient obligatory ancient Rome illusion. Yes, you were. Proud of you. Uh, Randy Radar says, it was a final Jeopardy question once. The answer was a picture of a 1963... U.S. Postal Service 100th Anniversary Commemorative Stamp showing a broken chain. Bet you're not going to hear that on any other broadcast this evening. Thank you, Randy Radar. And so... uh, Uh, just one more thing before we go uh, over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree that we sublet from the Keebler elves for our Friday on the front porch conversation. Because uh, this is another moment of monumental stupidity. I didn't talk yesterday about Lauren Bubert jumping ship on her constituents. And she did. She left her constituents in the lurch, pissed off a lot of candidates for the Colorado 4th District who were planning on being the nominee for the Republican Party. And then mystifyingly said that she had changed constituencies for personal reasons. Uh, Okay, Jessica taking umbrage at uh, 
vacuous ferret head, Nick, Nick, Nimrata Haley. Ferret head, Jessica said. What did ferrets do to deserve being compared to that dipshit? Yeah, I suggest Nimrata Ramalama Ding Dong. No, that's Vivek Ramalama Ding Dong. No, that's Nimrata. Rosanna Dana. Can't keep up. Uh, Emilio says, I think the problem with Nikki's, that's with three K's, derpitude, is that she's been reading goiters instead of Reuters, and she didn't know the difference. Uh, you know, they have a real goiter problem there in Bonomo, Emilio. And uh, well, uh, this too, uh, in as much as the Republicans are having a hard time criticizing the Confederacy, uh, over at the conversation, a headline. Uh, by Melissa J. Wild, professor and chair of sociology, University of Pennsylvania, and Megan Garrity, assistant professor of international security and law at George Mason University. Headline, Nazi Germany had admirers among religious leaders and white supremacy fueled their support. It's accompanied by a photograph of the uh, Nazi rally at Madison Square Garden in May of 1934. The place was filled to overflowing. The two professors noting each September marks the anniversary of Nazi Germany's Nuremberg Laws whose passage in 1935 stripped Jews of their German citizenship and banned race mixing between Jews and other Germans. The two professors note that there were two neo-Nazi demonstrations in Florida in September 2023 alone. And, well, I'll add parenthetically that Ron Monkey Up DeClantis, who only became governor of Florida with the help of real live, no kidding, Nazis, didn't utter a peep against them. And so the two scholars point out that in the 1930s, the United States was even more rabidly religious than it is now, and that's really, really rabid. Mostly white and Protestant denominations. And they... Uh, they analyzed, the scholars did, that these churches published clearly supportive articles, pamphlets, flyers, 
supportive of what Hitler was doing. See if you can see if any of this even sounds vaguely familiar. Some of the articles talked about the omnipresent terror that grips every town and hamlet. And they uh, spoke about the education camps. The Universalist General Convention said that Germany was unequaled in cruelty and brutality even by the Spanish Inquisition. On the other hand, the Norwegian Lutheran Church said, hey, Hitler was uh, legally and legitimately elected. And he's got strong support among the German people. And after a trip to Germany, a different article said, uh, what we interpret as militarism is just support for the program of Hitler and the common good. The, <laughs> the Presbyterian Church in the U.S. said that the Hitler regime was making efforts towards social justice. Really? It's always been there. There were articles, periodicals, with titles like The Fitness of the Anglo-Saxon and why the Anglo-Saxon? Men are born equal in their rights, but they are not equal in their fitness and ability to serve. God needed the white Anglo-Saxon race. Now bear in mind, these articles are being published within years of that one day when Fred Trump, dressed in full Klan regalia, was arrested in Jamaica, Queens, I believe it was, for his participation in a Klan riot. What do you think Fred Trump said to his little boy who would be born shortly after the close of the Second World War. I somehow feel like I... I know. The power, and uh, insofar as uh, David Norgan and I had a nice conversation yesterday about protecting against propaganda and free speech. An article from Agence France Presse detailing the sentencing yesterday of two men, two Russian men in a Moscow court for the heinous crime of reading poems against the ongoing slaughter of Ukraine. 
Artyom Kamardin got seven years in prison. Yegor Stovba got five years and six months. As the crowd in the courtroom yelled shame over the sentence. Artyom Kamardin went, went as far as, he's 33 years old, and said when he was detained, police officers raped him and forced him to film an apology video while threatening his girlfriend. He had written a poem called Kill Me, Militia Man. And he read it, recited it, on a square in Moscow where protest has been sporadically taking place going all the way back to the Soviet Union. Kamardin yelled offensive slogans. They were convicted of inciting hatred and calling for activities threatening state security. Comradine said, I'm not a hero, and going to prison for my beliefs was never in my plans. His father, Yuri, said, this is a total outrage. Comradine's wife said, it's a very harsh sentence, seven years for poems for a nonviolent crime. And then the cops arrested her. And when they arrested her, hus- uh, her, her now husband late in 2022, cops threatened her with gang rape, beat her, and sprayed super glue on her cheeks and mouth. Comardine was raped with a barbell. Remember, going back to the clip we had from Lawrence O'Donnell a couple of nights ago, this is what Nitwit Nero is talking about when he says, I want to come down hard. In this case, on MSNBC. Stand by, please. Uh, Recently, another Russian was given seven years in the joint for changing out price tags with slogans that condemned the Russian assault on Ukraine. We're not as far from the possibility of this as I think we like to think. And as we 
bid 2023. Farewell, fond or otherwise. Twenty twenty four may determine our fate. Uh, let me see here, let me get everything set for the front porch. And like I said, we've got $75 to go on uh, Jake and Columbus's Have a Show on My Dad Challenge as we attempt to finish this year with not quite so bad a deficit. Are we all connected up? Is that are, are you there, Roger? Yeah, I'm here. Well, happy, I was just happy final. Various, but right. No, you said you were kicking Jeremy's what? Clicking various buttons, closing oh. down windows, getting my camera turned off, <coughs> etc. Just you know, getting my computer to do what I where, be where I want it to be. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, any Zimmergy of late? No, no, not at all. Uh, I've kind of gotten into uh, trolling the. Goodwill stores and St. Vinnie's and finding various pieces of cast iron that look like they need a new home and I would have a use for. So, not, not a whole lot to do in the garden this time of year, although I am still doing a few things and still harvesting a few hot peppers because I've got a that plastic greenhouse that I'm still keeping warm enough to get the peppers to ripen, but Things are slowing down. You know, last month it was the car gave me problems, and this month I had a crown fall off a tooth, and it just sort of eats into whatever savings one has. Yeah, goodbye 2023 and good riddance. Yeah, along those lines. But the wife's got me doing another spiral ham in the smoker for – I think it's New Year's Eve night, and uh, well, life's just going on here. I'm kind of enjoying the thought of the days getting a little bit longer every day. It's only a second or two, but it'll speed up in the not-too-distant future. And uh, we haven't had really any winter yet. There's no freezing temperatures in the forecast, but... Our snow usually comes in February, so we've got some time to catch up. Oh, yeah. Uh, January and February are usually brutal here. Well, I can proudly announce that uh, uh, as of today, it, it's been it's been a two-day process, more than a two-day process. 
the uh, Kaneka smoked turkey that Cat uh, sent along. Thank you again, Cat. Uh, the uh, the carcass is now an absolutely magnificent pot of soup. I made I made my holiday turkey carcass soup, and damn, it's yummy. Simmered that uh, simmered simmered the remnants of the bird for oh golly um, two days, and it is uh, mm, as smoky and wonderful. It's kind of like the it's kind of like the Christmas Day gravy was smoky. You remember those old electric stoves that had the deep well cooker burner on the back of them? Yes, I've seen them. Never used them. Well, this had to be in sometime in the late fifties, probably, or yeah, it had to be mid to late fifties. We're down in San Francisco, where I had an aunt and grand two grandparents, and my aunt and my uncle and family gatherings for Thanksgiving and Christmas, both. So we go down there and decide to have the Thanksgiving dinner at my aunt's house, which is where we were staying. And we had the turkey and all the trimmings and all the rest of it. Got done with the turkey dinner. We're getting ready to leave. and Dad had helped clean it up with the turkey and all the rest of that shit. And uh, he proceeded to take that turkey carcass and cook it down in the deep well cooker, and then he took the bones and did all that, turned the stove off to let it cool, and forgot about it. And so when we come down for Christmas, this is like two and a half weeks later, and my aunt's bitching like hell because she can't figure out what the hell the smell is in the house, and it started shortly after Thanksgiving. Oh, no. And Dad went into the kitchen and lift up the pot on the deep well cooker and it had a nice top of mold on it and all the rest of it. But his uh, turkey soup had been left sitting in the deep well cooker on the stove and my aunt hadn't figured out where to look for uh, what was causing the smell in her kitchen. Never quite let Dad forget about that. Yeah, I mean, they're all long. They're all long gone now, so. Can't can't tease him about it, but Dad's attitude was, "Well, shit, she was a goddamn dumb. She should. I mean, I told her that it was there. She should have taken it out and put it in the freezer." Was Dad's attitude? My aunt's attitude was, "God damn it, I'm never going to let you cook on my in my house again." And we all just sat around and laughed. I mean, he could have taken it out and put it in the freezer, right? Well, it was probably still warm. I mean, it takes a day or two to cook good turkey soup from the carcass. Oh yes, it does. It truly does. And you get all that so be- you I'm get all sure. that beautiful bone broth, and I'm sure it was still warm when we got in the car and left. But anyhow, that's that's my. Well, family. mine had uh, mine had some um, crushed tomatoes and pearl onions, peas, carrots. Uh, some of the uh, uh, like I was talking to Todd the other night. Some of those. Beautiful flat dumpling noodles, and I think I had three bowls today. I turn into a soup fiend this time of year. Uh, soups are good, and, the, and of course the, the turkey is smoked, and uh, it's just 
rich and hearty. And, and instead of making cornbread, I had little squares of uh, dressing. And I just heated up the dressing and had that with the soup. And it was, oh, it was so good. Well, I, I cheated a little bit and used the uh, Jiffy cornmeal mix. Yeah. Ooh, that's awful. Uh, that's really, yeah, it's sweet. But it's I loved that when I was little. But I uh, popped out a, a beautiful cornbread uh, in a cast iron, uh, about an eight-inch square uh, skillet. That's what I do mine in. Anyhow, I'm going to post a picture of our Christmas dinner that my wife created as a picture into the chat. There it is. It's kind of a collage uh, number you probably have to pop open. And, uh, oh, I see. It just out. popped on my screen. That's beautiful. Yeah, epinadas. And then uh, she makes this uh, quince jelly kind of thing and puts on uh, mascarpone Mars, cheese. That's in that upper right. And then the. Uh, there's the Pisco for Pisco Sours, of course, and then the appetizers with the the melted provolone cheese, and then above the provolone cheese is the uh, coil of chorizo that we made. So th this was just the appetizers. the The dinner was the spiral cut ham, but anyhow, that's that's what my Christmas Eve dinner consisted of. Is all of that stuff. Well, I have, uh, I have, uh, we we got made slices of the Kaneka ham, so there'll be fried ham and hog jowl on New Year's morning, and you know, got to do the cabbage and the greens. Not going to do the black-eyed peas this year because there's just not a lot of. I never, never quite got my family sold on black-eyed peas. I think it's the. Uh, I'm not. I'm not real fond of them either, but I think it's, I think it's the earthy taste to them. And then this was the dinner. And I say, the first one was appetizers, and here here's the dinner spread. We had twelve people at the table. Oh, nice! But there's the. Spiral cut ham, rice, uh, and those are the uh, Scarlet Runner string beans, uh, asparagus with a glaze, apricot uh, uh, jam glaze, and I'm not sure what the next one is. And then there's the Waldorf salad at the top and the kimchi below it. So, Boy, those are, those are two things that are on the far end of the spectrum from each other. Yeah, well, a little Korean, a little ham. Oh, the yeah. Waldorf salad. I haven't had a Waldorf salad in ages. Those are so good. Yeah, well, it was made with, uh, you know, grapes and apples and nuts. Now, my wife, when she goes to town on cooking, uh, it's, uh, it's a, a treat. Oh, I just got a note from my son down in 
northeast Tennessee, people are freaking out over a little bit of snow here. I feel like I, I feel like I need to text him back and warn him. Another flake, and you'll be under martial law. That's amazing. People don't get any snow at all. Absolutely freak out with just a, a half an inch. And then, of course, there's all the idiots that end up in the ditch because they have no idea how to drive in snow. I just told him, I just wrote back, welcome to the south. Get off the roads. Those fuckers can't drive for shit. And of course, you know, well, we're supposed to. We're still under this Pineapple Express kind of weather here in Oregon. There is some snow coming down in places like Crater Lake and in the, the higher peaks of the Cascades. And of course, mountaintops are getting it. But the coastal passes, the, the Central Valley here, the Willamette Valley, temperatures are about 10 degrees above normal. They're in the low 50s, high 40s, and the nights are getting down into the mid 40s. So it's it's a super super mild winter so far. But Northern California is getting hammered pretty good with the uh, rain and super high surf. I saw, 30, I saw the yeah, I saw the, the the story about the rogue waves. I mean, it's just a winter storm. Yeah, I mean. It, it, Sometimes, sometimes I hate professional journalism language, TV journalism language, rogue waves. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's part of a wave system, being as how it's, you know, out in the Pacific Ocean. Rogue. Well, the the Pacific got its name because it was much calmer than the Atlantic. Right. And so it was Pacific. But... An earthquake or a, a hurricane or a typhoon uh, around Hawaii could create incredible breakers coming ashore here in the Pacific Northwest. Well, it could be a beautiful calm day and just outrageous surf because the waves just travel all the way across the ocean. But then when we get a good winter storm, particularly with a high tide, um, waves can come a long way up the beach or, or splash really high on breakwaters. And if it's a winter storm, I saw a video earlier today, and those folks were out there on the, the breakwater kind of embankment watching the heavy surf, and sure enough, a big wave came in and they got nailed. Well, damn, you're supposed to stay a little bit further away from the, the waves when they're that tall. Wake up, smell the roses, get some sense. We lose a couple of people when I was living down in Humboldt. Every couple of years, somebody would get nailed on the North Jetty and were toast. Oh, they went out to watch the waves and they walked out the jetty and the wave came up and knocked them into the ocean and nobody saw them since and nobody ever will see them. I actually, I, I actually knew personally someone who suffered that fate, although not in the Northwest, uh, below the, below the, south of California. Let's put it that way. Drowned on, dr- drowned on dry land. 
I really don't have much sympathy for people that are that fucking stupid. You know, you got to respect nature. And I don't care whether it's a avalanche in the mountains or crossing a creek with slippery rocks or standing watching the waves come in on a high tide. It's it's that kind of behavior that hopefully they didn't have any kids yet, because I hate to think the genes got passed on, but I'm a firm believer in the Darwin Awards. Well, I see other people are in here, so why don't you go around the room? Yeah, let's, uh, let's check in and see what folks are doing for this uh, early uh, early New Year's. Anybody want to jump in? Well, I'm sitting at LAX watching all the people, waiting for the people from Alabama and Michigan stand to uh, come in for the Rose Bowl. I had my first passengers earlier going. I didn't even realize that they were from Michigan because I wasn't paying. I don't look at people. They start to blend in, you know, start to look all alike after a while. And the only time I care about them is when it gets time to get paid and, you know, I get that tip. But... Uh, yeah, didn't you notice our shirts from Michigan? I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> so, so that and hey, um, y'all got the same this, colors as Cal. How am I supposed to know? Right, and that's basically what I said. Um, and so um, Jan uh, notified me that she had done all the grocery shopping for our New Year's Day dinner. I am prepared. My sister-in-law wants to learn how to cook. Some stuff that I, you know, she wants. So I'm making gumbo um, and black eyed peas. I usually make greens as well, but she wants me to make, you know, mac and cheese. So I am doing a cooking tutorial on New Year's Day. Uh, and so you're making the mac and cheese. The mac and cheese. Tracy's world famous. Okay, so you want to 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 give the details here for folks who are anxiously awaiting the secrets. I'll give you some of them. I'm not going to give you all. You know, uh, well, basically, my mac and cheese is a production. Um, I use Swiss, oh, not Swiss cheese. I use cream cheese, sour cream, uh, a cheese sauce made with Velveeta, um, Velveeta. Uh, what else? Oh, um, heavy whipping cream, half and half, and shredded cheese. Um, I coat the macaroni with, like I said, the cream cheese, butter, and sour cream, and I layer it, you know, like a lasagna, and each layer has shredded cheese and the cheese sauce that I, you know, mixed with in the macaroni. So it's just cheese upon cheese upon cheese. And for my black eyed peas, I saute the black eyed peas with, uh, um, it, with onions and garlic and bell pepper, um, while the meat, the, I'm actually using ham hocks this year for my black eyed peas and I boil the black, that to get the meat kind of cooking and then I throw it out in and then the gumbo, I do not use filet because I don't like it. I'm not a big um, filet fan either. Again, tastes like dirt. It, it's just, it's like I'm eating ground. Yeah. So, but 
I have so Jan, uh, we have king crab legs, um, snow crab clusters, uh, jumbo shrimp, sausage, okra, and I use chicken. So I do a great, I make a gravy with, and kind of like do a smothered chicken thing. And then while that's cooking, I cut up sausage, my sausage, my okra, and onions, and um, bell pepper, and let them cook those together. And then I do a broth with chicken thighs as well. When all that is done cooking, then I throw in the gravy that, you know, that I made with the, um, the smothered chicken. And then after a while, get that going. And then I throw in first the crab, then the shrimp, and then yay. Oh, and I'm also making a chocolate rum cake with eggnog rum um, glaze. Oh, that's all. Oh, that just sounds dirty. Uh, wait, it, I, I was I was listening. To, now, where <clears throat> did I did I miss? I mean, are there turnip greens or kale or collards or anything? No, no one wants greens. Which is fine by me. That's one last fucking thing. I, I mean, I wish they wanted greens because that's like the easiest fucking thing in the world to cook. But nobody wants greens this year, so I'm cool with that. Heresy. You know? I, I, baby, don't you know? I like. Uh, I mean, it's not like you need another menu item. No, I mean, I think, uh, and the mac and cheese, really, I might just make some greens because the, I don't really care. I had, We had mac and cheese for um, uh, Thanksgiving. I just, uh, potatoes on gratin and a standing rib roast and cream spinach for Christmas. Um, so I, 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 I don't need to eat mac and cheese at, at all anymore. So what I might just do is just make the mac and cheese and keep some, but send the rest home with my sister-in-law and my brother. Cause I, I make a vat. I don't, <laughs> so I'm just going to send it home with them because I, I can only eat mac and cheese, you know, so many times a year. And cause my mac and cheese is just so damn rich. It's just. Do you have a soundtrack going in the background? Oh, I am sorry. I, I forgot that I had my music going. Because I'm, I'm sitting at the airport cause, um, I'm in the L.A. exit lot. And they had me drive up front because they need minivans. But nobody's needed a minivan. So I'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs. Which is fine by me. Cause I really well, I'm, just waiting. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for your first... Uh contingent of Bama fans needing a ride. Oh, God. Now, now, don't don't assume. I wasn't even thinking about it until you... Ugh. I'm not going to assume. No, 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 because you're from Alabama. Miss Terry's from... Ms. Ter you know, there are good folks in Alabama, and... But God help them if they're stupid. Because... Uh, oh, yes, because that's why I haven't talked to you since... I was told by the white man that uh, I don't think I've been on the air since I was. No, no, I think we. Yeah, we last talked. week we talked on Friday. Uh, and I, did I say online about yes, about you know the white man saying that I sassed him, and then on Christmas. Yes, you sassed. And I remember, I was like, when the fuck? What decade? What even century was the last time anybody referred to you know called a black said don't sass me, gal. And then on Christmas Day, I went and saw the color purple. And right. yes, um, that's, you know, 
they said, sass. Don't sass me, gal. And I'm like, oh, so nice. The, the early 1900s in Georgia. Okay. Wait a minute. They actually said that? But somebody so a white man said I sassed him? Yes, fuck yes. This is what I deal with every day. How did you not? No, I kicked him out my cab. She kicked him out and... the cab. Okay. Tracy, I got to tell you, if I'd have been there, I would have hit him for you. Well, then, but see, I would go to jail. You won't. Because <laughs> I'm like... It's like there's only so much I can do. I cannot do stuff, but what I can do, I can control who is it, who is, who is, and who will not ride in my cab. And when I pulled over and kicked him out of my cab, he's like, "Oh, we're doing this." I'm like, "I'm going to show you. You wanted, you said, you said I fast you, so I'm going to show you fast, motherfucker." I didn't cuss him. I didn't even cuss him, which I could have, because see, I can't. Because I can, I can stand up and stand up for myself, but only within certain limits because I'm black. And so if I test people out or if I raise my voice or anything like that, I can be perceived as threatening. And even though I have every right to do and say in response to the assholery or the caucasity of it all. Oh, my God. I I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm, my skin's crawling. Well, see, that's the beautiful thing about, like I, I tell people, it's like these are the things that I have to deal with. On a, like this morning, I picked up a family, and I, you know where are we headed to, and they gave me the street number. You know, they, whatever, seven hundred two Susanna, and then they proceeded to spell Susanna, and I said, you know, guess what? I can spell Susanna. And then they said, well, you never know. I said, well, seeing that English is my first language and I'm on a certain age where they still had education in this country, I'm pretty sure I got this. Was it, then, were they worried about whether it had an H on the end or not? I don't know, baby. I just said, and then, so we were driving, you know, once I shut that down and I get back to, so where are you guys coming in from? So somebody sneezed in the back seat. And I said, bless you. And they said, danke. And so, you know, they said, oh, that means thank you. Even if I didn't know that danke meant thank you, I have enough fucking common sense to realize that when I say bless you to somebody and they respond and it didn't say, and they didn't say fuck you, bitch, I'm pretty sure they were saying thank you. And I, I really knew it. And it's just like, again, and I'm like, I know what Danke means. I just wish, I, I, I need to know what how to say you welcome in German. So if somebody says Danke again, I can say bitte. whatever. How, oh, what is it? Bitte. Oh, that's bitte. Okay. But you know what? Tracy, bitte, 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 bitte does a lot of work of in German. It, it does. It's all, bitte also means please. So bitte is like, it, it's, it, you know what? Bitte. It's probably the closest thing in English is you're good. Right. You're good. Well, it's like I think of the I think of Blazing Shadows when Cleavon Little. Uh, bitter, when, baby. Uh, bitter, baby. Bitter, you know? Come on. Oh, baby, I am not from Havana. I am not from Havana. <laughs> these, these. One more schnitzen, Gluba. It's like 
it, these are the things. It's like when people, when I say word, I was talking about something, and I said something about in the lexicon, or or when I use words like hegemony or paradigm shift or any of the words or phrases that I've learned over the, you know, decades of educating my either educating myself or being in school. And this, this or when I when somebody says, Well, I've been here and I said, Well, did you try this, this oh, you know these I'm like the shock of when they just can't white wrap their little pea brain white brains around the fact that there are intelligent black people in this world, and I'm not. The, I am not an anomaly. Or when people assume that when I do things, or or I've gotten promoted, or gotten into college, or whatever, I'm a diversity hire, or this or that. Not because I have. I'm more than qualified for what I do. It's, it 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 is just one. It is just so fucking exhausting and so fucking ridiculous that people are just that damn stupid. And I I deal with it every day. I deal with it every fucking day. Okay. I know I'm next, buddy. (laughs) Like even driving, even driving a cab. The way sometimes the men speak to me, because they don't, I, I, when I first started, I didn't work the airport as often as I do now. And so when they try to tell me the rules, and I'm like, I've been here longer driving cab. They're like, well, how long have you been a cab driver? 17 years. Oh, we didn't know you, I said, and so? And so that's when they like, oh, shit, this, this bitch knows what she's doing. I'm like, yeah, I do. I've been driving cab as long as back when you had to know how to, you had to actually take a test in order to drive a cab. And you had to, which was consisting, uh, consisting of using the fucking Thomas guide. You had to know how to take that. You had to know how to use a Thomas guide because back then there was no such thing as GPS. So it's like, please, please y'all just, just no, just just no, because my it's like my brain, and and I and like I said last time I was on the show, I'm like I I am done, I am done making white people feel comfortable. When people say stupid shit to me, I'm gonna respond in kind, and if they get their feelings hurt, I don't care anymore. Because the only way I'm gonna stop. Hopefully, some other in my little small part of the world, the, the sheer stupidity of some people, and not just white people, but black men, just or just people in general, but mostly white people, is when they say stupid shit. I'm like, no, kind of, you know, like you were talking about, you know, like Nikki Haley not knowing about slavery, you know, acting as though she didn't know that slavery was the cause of the Civil War. Um, I'm just going to say shit to people because you're stupid and I don't care about your feelings. If it's going to take you to, if that's what it's going to take to educate some motherfuckers, so be it. Which reminds me, which reminds me because we are past the halfway point of the program. Uh, 
Jake in Columbus says, have a show on my dad challenge. It's down to 75 bucks. Thank you to everybody who's gotten us there. That is going to be followed by Nimrod, the Nimrata Haley Vacuous Ferret Head Challenge by Chris in Germany, which if Matt can get us down to uh, finishing, finishing December 2023 with a deficit of only $776. Weird how it works out with the numbers, but it, yes, so... If we could just knock out that last 75 and then there's $300 in matching challenges waiting uh, to uh, uh, courtesy of uh, Chris in Germany. And again, the Nikki Haley Vacuous Ferret Head Challenge. So uh, that's uh, that would that's super helpful if we can do that. And uh, this because and, and thanks to everybody a couple of nights ago who. Uh, whilst we whilst the program was on air, I couldn't I couldn't check in with the Mountaineer game, uh, the Duke's Mayonnaise Bowl, in which my beloved Mountaineers prevailed, thirty to ten, over the University of North Carolina Tar Heels, who played like they had tar on their heels, and it stuck them to the uh, playing surface. It should have been like a home game for UNC, being in Charlotte and all. But it turned out that the crowd of about 50,000 people was almost exclusively Mountaineers. Uh, that stadium in Charlotte, for a brief period of time, became probably the fourth largest city in West Virginia. But it was it was the Duke's Mayonnaise Bowl, as previously noted. And the Duke's people were given out, I'm not kidding... Free mayonnaise. I don't know if you've seen the price of mayonnaise lately in the store, but uh, but then something happened. Okay, at the end of the game, uh, they dumped a like a Gatorade cooler full of mayonnaise on the head of the head coach of the Mountaineers. Uh, Mac Brown, the head coach of the Tar Heels, was, I, I imagine, quite happy, happy to have lost the game. But then, well, people were seen eating the beloved state snack of West Virginia, two-wit pepperoni rolls. We've discussed them here. They're yummy. Sticks, not slices. Uh, but they were seen dipping their pepperoni rolls in Duke's mayonnaise. And there was a hue and cry throughout this poor, beaten down, broke-ass state to the effect of, what in the sweet name of God do you think you're doing? You do not put, and I agree... Who's eating potato chips? And can you please mute? Excuse me, sorry. No worries. I thought maybe sorry. I thought maybe because pe- pepperoni roll wrappers. Crinkle. I'll next time too. Yeah, pepperoni rolls uh, uh, wrappers crinkle like that too when you open them uh, if they're not in a little plastic bag. But no, people had an absolute connection over people over over people putting mayonnaise, and mostly it was probably non-West Virginians. Well, I'll put some mayonnaise on it. 
It's Dukes. It's the best there is. Well, there has been, <laughs> there has now been an official religious pronouncement from the Episcopal Diocese of West Virginia. Uh, they, uh, uh, the, the two broadcasters, Matt Barry and Dan Mullen, put mayo on a pepperoni roll, and you know they were the play-by-play and the color guy. And uh, they had pepperoni rolls I've never heard of. They had a bacon and tomato pepperoni roll, which is not. And then there was the roasted red pepper pepperoni roll. No. Well, enter the Episcopal Diocese of West Virginia, declaring, Those who perpetrate this heinous act have committed a mortal sin, which can only be forgiven by special dispensation from the clergy of West Virginia. Clergy are permitted to withhold absolution until proper contrition is made, either by burning a couch or making a pilgrimage to the Mothman statue. Seems fair to me. They really said that? Yes. That's just, let me tell you what, that deserves a cowbell there. I'm kind of proud of them. Yeah. Uh, the, the West Virginia Whiskey Episcopals are a fun lot. I've known I've known several, but that, that's right. Uh, either by burning a couch, not terribly environmentally responsible. I recommend the pilgrimage to the Mothman statue myself. And I like mayonnaise, but honest to Jesus. But I think that it was all over. Uh, one of the, one of the, and you know, Steve, I think you'll agree with me. Modern play-by-play and color commentators on TV are awful. Are awful. Are terrible. Terrible. Horrible. horrible awful. I mean, just bring on the. Give us two channels: one with the one team's play-by-play team and the other team's play-by-play team on another channel. I mean. Uh, it's kind of a bummer because the Rose Bowl, I don't think Eli Gold will be traveling for that because he's still battling cancer. Which channel is it on? Uh, uh, don't it, tell me Fox. Please don't say Fox. No, I think ABC's got it. Okay. Maybe wrong. Because Fox has, Fox has Joel Klatt, who is nothing but a diary of the mouth, shit fake, shit fuck. Although I will tell you, what I don't know, I think it's ABC has Todd Blackledge. Yes. Some other guy. I actually think Blackledge. I actually kind of like Blackledge. Yeah, he's not uh, terrible unless it's the Mountaineers. Okay. And then the Penn, I, and, and, you, and then the Penn State comes through. Okay. I actually like, and not because not he's from my team, because he actually was our high school rival uh, quarterback, Herb Street. He's and, not. Uh, he's I not think, horrible. I think Chris he is usually with Chris Fowler and I think they're pretty good. Yeah, they're not they're not bad. Uh, of course, I'm spoiled. I go back to the days of uh, Frank Broyles and Keith and Keith Jackson. Right, Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson. Remember, you remember? I don't know if you ever knew what he used to say at Ohio State. And this is all I'll say, everybody. On the banks of the Olentangy, which is a river that runs right through Columbus, in case anyone knows or cares, and in some places can look. Well, it can be mistaken for a drainage ditch. Yes, I was going to say. On the other hand, I didn't I'm really know. I'm sorry, it was a river. Jake. No, I, mean, I didn't know. It's true. I didn't really know it was a river. I was like, oh, 
That's actually a river. Well, I mean, and and Tra- you know, Tra- Tracy understands. She knows what the Los Angeles River looks like. <laughs> yep, you're like, oh, wait, that's not just a that's not just runoff water. That's not a drainage ditch. Water. Yeah, that's not a drainage ditch. Yeah, looks like a drainage ditch. It's paved and everything. Did you get my email, by the way? Uh, don't. Uh, hmm. I've gotten several. I, I sent it a little bit ago, the between you and me email. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I did get that. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, thank you very kindly. Uh, no, that no, that's not a uh, – sorry, my mistake. I already read that one. I already gave the thank you to Henry. Um, but thank you again, Henry. Oh. Yeah. Can I ask real quick uh, if Kevin could chime in? First of all, I'm really sorry, Kevin, about the bourbon. I felt so awful. They, I think they probably sold out the bourbon cherries. Prob- yeah, probably within a day or two. Because um, I looked one day and the next day they were gone. Oh, Kevin enjoyed all of it. Good, good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. And I said it was absolutely delicious. Um, Oh, where was I going? Uh, yeah, I, oh, I wanted to. Uh, we were talking about Keith Jackson. We went to the Olin Tangy. A big thing happened in Cebus today, and I'm actually. Yeah, did you hear? Proud-ish. His, the he, I was too. Did you hear the reason he said it though? Yes. Why he did it? Yeah. He said it was it was his the pro-life thing to do. Something along those lines. I was like, whoa. So for those who don't know, uh, the maggots in the Republican-controlled supermajority legislature of the state of Ohio passed the usual trans kids sports ban, you know, over six children. Children, mind you, children. The entire Republican Republican Party in the legislature of Ohio, almost the entire, went to war with kids, so they passed a trans sports ban that affects, you know, trans girls, but not trans boys. That's always how it goes. And then uh, they also passed a medical ban that bans, you know, that bans puberty blockers. And we've talked about it ad infinitum here. And it, 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 it it's just dumb. And so I'm really proud of the activists who talked to Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, a Republican, and made their case and convinced him. He vetoed sub-HB 68 this morning. It would, it would have blocked puberty blockers, hormone therapy, or gender assignment sur- alignment surgeries, whatever you want to call them. Uh, for minors, the last one, the gender alignment surgeries don't happen. I was like, which doesn't happen anyway. But yeah, there, there is not one that's that's you know we passed one of those here in West Virginia too. There are no doctors who do that. You can't get what's called bottom surgery until age eighteen. Most kids can't get on hormones until sixteen. So we're not talking about. Toddlers, for God's sakes. But that's not the way the maggots present it. 
But Mike DeWine actually did, apparently did his due diligence. He traveled to two different children's hospitals in, I think, Columbus and Akron and consulted with healthcare professionals there who explained the extreme discomfort that trans kids endure going through the wrong puberty, going through a puberty they don't want or need. Uh, Three children's hospitals, I'm sorry. Three children's hospitals. And then he talked to families who said, we are trying to keep our children alive. And so, speaking to the Associated Press, DeWine said, we're dealing with children who are going through a challenging time, families that are going through a challenging time. I want the best I can to get it right. And then echoing something that Chris Christie said, these decisions should not be made by the government. Um, right? And every woman in America went, <laughs> when did you figure that one out? Uh in his statement, he said this bill would impact a very small number of Ohio's children. For those children who face gender dysphoria and for their families, the consequences of this bill could not be more profound. He said, in my veto, I wanted to say to my Republican friends and colleagues that we've got to rethink our engagement in every aspect of the culture wars. The Republican Party that I grew up with believed in a restrained government did not jump in into the middle of every issue. Oh, I'm sorry, that was H. Asa Hutchinson in, in Arkansas vetoing a bill which got overridden. And that's the downside of this story. Ohio law requires uh, a two-thirds majority of both houses of Congress or both houses of the legislature to override a gubernatorial veto. The sad fact is they may have those votes. So they may schedule a veto override vote. I think there were two or three Republicans who voted against it in the first place. All of them are from northeast Ohio. And so uh, we shall see. But then, then they'll get sued, and it will cost the people of the state of Ohio ungodly amounts of money to defend the suits, just like it costs Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, Arkansas, Idaho, Texas, Florida, etc., etc. And then, because they are civil rights statutes, Steve, I'm sure you know this full well, it comes with, what? Attorney's fees. So not only will the people of Ohio and all those other states pay their own lawyers for these stupid uh, defend, defending these stupid lawsuits, but once they lose, they will also pay the plaintiffs' lawyers mm-hmm. who had to bring it because of these dipshits in the legislature. Yeah. But you know what? I have to say this. Had he vetoed it, that would have been a good thing. The words in his statement really provide – look, do we know that there's many Republicans out there who would have done what he did? I don't know. But that what – his statement gives an awful lot of Republicans who who may not agree with this shit a lot of cover to say – to use those words. It's the pro-life thing to do. Exactly. 
and look, put that aside. What we think about that, I think, I think the words that he couched it in are way more important. Well, at least equally as important as the veto itself. I think so. Uh, of course, you, uh, what's the guy's name? The governor of Utah. He he vetoed a similar a sports ban a couple of years ago, and then came back and signed. Uh, a care ban and a sports ban the next year. Yeah. Robin, small victories at this point. Oh, absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Uh, by no. the way, we uh, we got a note from Jake in Columbus. Uh, it's known as the Old and Tangy River by some Columbus old-timers. In recent years, it's been reclaimed. Low-rise dams have been removed. The riverbank has been allowed to reclaim its natural fauna. And the storks and the herons have returned. How nice. That's 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 inspiring. But it's weird to say it, you know, good for him and I think I think Chris Christie probably inadvertently gave him the language that he wanted when he said in the last Republican pageant you okay? Uh, in the last Republican pageant they said uh, government doesn't need to be making these decisions. And believe you me, the next one of these kinds of cases will be uh, somebody you actually care about. Because I, I've been following, and there were, and, and it's my understanding that activists actually said this to Governor DeWine. There are people who are getting ready to flee the state of Ohio for the safety and well-being of their children. No Ohioan deserves that. Because remember, a 12-year-old had to flee the state of Ohio to have an abortion for a baby that was conceived in her by rape. I think that was a 10-year-old, by the way. Was it? Ten? Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, I think you're right. I think you're right. Hey, happy Friday, everybody. Hey, Christopher. Happy Friday. Happy New Year. Hope your Christmas Happy was New grand. Year. It was. It was. It was terrific. My new Christmas baby boy, Arlo, is doing well, but he's wearing me out. Oh, God. He's wearing the hell out of me. But it's a labor of love. Oh, he's. It, it, I saw that one picture you sent. Oh, the paws on that little fella. <laughs> he's going to get big. He's, he's going to be a fast. very big boy. <laughs> and we're already having showdowns. Oh, but, uh, battles to, of will. Oh, oh yes, it, yes, it's happening. And then he has to go to timeout. He's had a lot of timeouts. But the, speaking of Ohio, that atrocious story about the woman that had the miscarriage and was um, charged with murder. Did you hear about that story? Was that on Malloy's show or your show? Did you cover that, Robin? Which or was one? Was that on Malloy? Which one? This was in Ohio. And they charged a woman with murder because she had a miscarriage in the toilet. Oh, that was I me. I believe it was Ohio. That was, and it's Ohio, yeah. yes. Warren, okay, that was Warren, your show. Yes, Warren, Ohio. No, that was when I was covering yeah, for Malloy, Warren. I think. No, no, it was here. It oh, was you were show. covering for Malloy. It was this show. It was this show. Oh, okay. Yeah, and for those people who didn't hear that, maybe if you want to just give the Reader's Digest version of it. I mean, it's it's... it's 
there's got to be some sane people like Steve from Ohio that are not going to put up with this shit. This cannot stand. This shit can't stand anymore. It's insane. Well, the, the key to all of this, Christopher, is remedying the gerrymandering issue. Because uh, Republican gerrymandered districts uh, look like something you'd expect to see under a microscope. Well, I'm sold that I remember we were talking about uh, shortly after Biden was inaugurated about voting rights at the federal level to ensconce those in, into law. And, and take them out of the hands of the crazy state houses. And, you know, that went down the memory hole pretty damn quick with Cinema and Mansion Monster, right? Yeah, you mean the John Lewis Voting Rights Act? Yes, yes. Left the House, died in the Senate. Yeah, and that went down the memory hole, and we haven't really heard about it since. But that's going to come back to haunt us in a big way in a year. Because the dirty tricks that are going on right now to stop people from voting, uh, I mean, they're going on and they're, they're becoming very, quite evil genius in their methods and madness. Well, they never stop. It's been, it's been their operative philosophy from time immemorial to limit who can vote and then control the people who can. And I think they realize that this is it for them. You know, the old Fox News watching folk, they're dying off. Uh, and the new young'uns coming up are not putting up with this shit. My, my niece is going to be able to vote for the first time. She can't wait. And all of her friends are going to vote. They ain't going to vote for no fucking Republican. Well, I, I, apparently you and... Their parents have done a good job of making sure that they understand that it is important to vote at all. Yeah. They're excited to vote because they hate old people. And they know <laughs> old people ruin this planet. Yeah, but are they going to do something stupid like vote, voting for another old person, Rotted FK? I don't think or so. Or Cornell West? I think they're smart enough to know that – I mean I've tried to t tell Autumn this, that if you don't vote for Joe Biden, you're voting for Trump. Whoever else – or if you don't vote at all, it's a vote for Trump. You have to realize that. I he think they're he all – Yes, he has to be beaten and overwhelmingly so. Mm -hmm. I think they get it. So are they big fans of Joe? No, not necessarily. See, that's the thing. I am. I I I I, re, I hate I despise the fact that we're behaving the way we are. But relative with to Gaza, Israel, you mean? Yeah, with, with Gaza. Yeah, right. I think he's almost he almost has to. I think he's forced, and you know he's said a lot of the right things as far as you know. Make sure you do everything you can to uh, alleviate unnecessary casualties of civilians. Now, are they doing it? No. But can he 
I mean, what's he supposed to do? Go to Benji and say, oh, pretty please. Mother, well, may I? No, you just say you know, They'll just say it, no more aid until you do the right thing. How about that? When he talks, I, bullshit walks. Tracy, that's that's politically, uh, that's, I don't know. That, that's that's really getting into some. Or, 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 or maybe, or maybe, you know, because every time I turn on the news um, or politicians, they, they talk about they talk about October the 7th, which was an atrocity and how many people died. But they don't talk about how many Palestinians are dying every fucking day and died before that. Yeah, we're up to at least 10 times as many. Right. Or maybe more. I mean, you know, at some point, you know, because uh, I'm getting more and more into politics and I'm going to be working here for two candidates for the primary come next month here in L.A. Um, um, my Nithya Raman, who is my council person, who I had no idea was my council person because I didn't know that my we have been redistricted. We, you know, so we're in LA, the city of L.A. We're going through our own gerrymandering bullshit and um uh, George Gascon, who's the DA, who they're coming for him, and they're coming for him hot because he's a progressive DA that believes in restorative justice. Um, and so it's, and, uh, you know, to be, I'm in these meetings, I'm going to be in the meetings and hear this shit, and it's just, like you said, if you don't want to, if you don't um, want to know, if you want, continue to want to eat sausage, they'll never see how it's made. Because it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot and that, yes. you know, I got that when I, I found that out the hard way when I was on the board of directors at my church. Um, but this, I am, I am so this next year, I'm going to be focusing a majority of my time, not just on the primaries, but even up until, you know, all the way through the election in November, because we're, we're fighting a war here in LA in the city of Los Angeles for, um, especially for housing rights, um, for workers' rights. I've been, I've been talking to um, different people about, you know, with this fucking gig economy and how they're not, uh, how they're, how this shit needs to be, because they're paying us, they're paying slave wages. When mm -hmm. you send me a, a ride for $2, what the fuck? Literally, <laughs> $2. You want me to drive somewhere to pick up somebody and get paid two dollars? And how much is gas there now? I know it's gone down a lot, but it's still it's gone down, but still not enough. Um, it's four, it's under five dollars in some places. Like I pay four twenty four. Still the fucking other day. expensive. It's still ridiculous. It's still ridiculous. And just um, something has to be done. And I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm a step away from starting to organize people because, like I said, there's an article the other day on Forbes.com, and the CEO of of Uber literally was, did an interview to say, because you guys know, especially people who follow these things in finance and stuff, that Uber has not turned a profit since their inception but they finally turned a profit the third quarter of this year, and it's because, as this fool said, they're raising what they're charging the 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 um, customers and char and paying the drivers less. But here's the thing, because have you even heard about that shit in the news? No, 
because they took the they took they took the article off the website. Oh, but some smart person on Reddit archived that shit. The internet is yeah, that forever. Would what, that would be what we would call real news. Right. Well, well I have I, I have I have another piece of real news here that might prove interesting. Not going to play the audio uh, because, well, what I've got here is a clip of Psycho Baby Keskasay uh, from 2001. <coughs> Apparently, it's one of those talking with the constituents in their home kind of videos. It's in Hebrew, but there are English subtitles. It's like a Hebrew fireside chat. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's a you know, it's a home visit. You know, it press the flesh. You know, uh, yeah, kiss the hand, shake Why the baby. Why isn't he in jail? Why isn't he in jail? Wasn't he exactly? Indicted? Well, he should he should be, but they curiously all that got suspended when they start when the when the war started. It damnedest thing. Funny but, how that works. But again, yeah. this is twenty two years ago. More than 22 years ago. And what we can see here is the plan in place. So he's talking to this family, and he says, and he's talking about the Palestinians. The main thing is, first of all, to strike them. Not once, but several times so painfully that the price they pay is unbearable. I mean, a large-scale attack on the Palestinian Authority, causing them to fear that everything is going to collapse. Fear is what brings them to... And then one of the people in the house says, hold on, but then the world will say we're the aggressors. Reasonable, logical response. And Psycho Bibi says they can say whatever they want. Aren't you afraid of what they'll say, BB? Especially today with the U.S.? He says, I know how they are. America is something you can easily maneuver and move in the right direction. And even if they say something, so then they say something. So what? 80% of America supports us. It's absurd. Look, I wasn't afraid... to maneuver the Clinton administration. I wasn't afraid to confront Clinton. I wasn't afraid to go against the UN. What happened to the Oslo Accords? The Accords which were ratified by Parliament. I was asked before the 1996 elections. Will you fulfill them? I said yes, subject to reciprocity and minimizing principles. I gave my own interpretation to it that will allow me to stop the race back towards the 1967 borders. How did we manage to do this? Nobody defined what military facilities are, so I also defined them as being security zones. The entire Jordan Valley for me is a military facility. Nobody, uh, yes, like the Bay at Xi'an Valley. You see, go figure. It's all there. And it and, and just been his decades long project, huh? Yeah. It's a it, it it is the enactment of a final solution. He's had genocidal urges practically for his entire life. 
and then and, and don't then, get me and, wrong. And then to say, so what about the Americans? <laughs> well, right. They'll do whatever we <laughs> tell them to do. I can manipulate them. And again, that's 2001. That's not yeah. 2009 with Barack Obama in office when Bibi's supporters were in the streets of Jerusalem and Tel Aviv shouting, Schwarze, Schwarze, Schwarze. Which for anyone who doesn't know is the equivalent of yelling that word. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I'm 100% um, on board with what Tracy was talking about as far as our... Our support for Israel, those are our, all those bombs dropping on Gaza have our names written all over. Every American's name is on there. Every taxpayer. There's, there's a couple pennies in those bombs that are dropping on Gaza. And, but politically, Joe has to walk a very, very fine line. And, 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 and the thing is, uh, all right, I don't even know where we stand. Did they pass a package, an aid package? No, no. It's still sitting on what Mola Mike's desk. What yeah. the fuck's going on? Yeah. Well, isn't that so? We haven't done tying, shit. Huh? Aren't they tying the shit into you know border control and all this other yes. shit? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's the Biden administration. The, the Biden administration presented a package that had aid to Ukraine, which is actually the important war. Uh, that part. Protecting yeah, Taiwan, no dealing with the border, and sending aid to Israel. So, Tracy, you, you, you're, the aid to Israel is being held up as we speak anyway. Yep, because crazy white people. I mean, crazy Republicans. <laughs> but see, Biden... You Biden say white Biden, people. Biden, Biden, well, I mean, Tim Scott's in there, too, so, you know. Yeah, well, but, yeah, there's you know. that. But Biden, Biden's in a box, and so and so and so he can't. Yeah, he can't talk tough to Bibi publicly. He can't say publicly, you know, straighten up or the or we turn off the money faucet. He can't. Because and what's that group that the pro-Jewish, uh, pro-Israeli group that? Beats the fuck out of Democrats anytime they even say one little word against yeah, I, you, you mean APAC? APAC, yes. Those people, man, they mean business. They're out for blood. They will, they will put your head on a spike if you say one little tiny thing against Israel. Hey, Robin. Yeah, Steve. Somebody, somebody has their hand up. Okay, just, I see I just, that. I was going to let Chris wrap up. Yeah, that's fine. I, okay. I'm done. Uh, no, that's Wave. Hey, Wave. Well, hello to you, too. Hello. Wave's not here, man. <laughs> I think Wave is scary, Jerry. Or yeah. formerly scary, Jerry. Well, he's not. Oh, he's scary, not, Jerry. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Not, no. scary, not scary anymore. Yeah. Biden has lost my vote. Oh, Steve. Steve. I live in New York, so it doesn't matter as much. But no, I'm not voting for him. Sorry. Not doing it. Oh, Jesus. 
Uh, I'm sorry. Support of genocide, that's where I draw the line. He's not supporting genocide. He is in my book. Well, then another place we're going to disagree here. He has attempted to calm Bibi Netanyahu down. He has condemned the indiscriminate bombing in Gaza as much as he has condemned the incursion into Israel on October 7th. Unfortunately, 99% of the media is so enamored of telling bitch or either complaints or uh, giving him kudos to Trump that nothing is being put out in the, the normal over-the-cable TV news about the good things that have happened under Joe Biden. Roger, you and I are 100% there. But this is a deal breaker for me. And I understand I live in New York, so it doesn't matter as much. But it does matter, Steve, because there are people who there are people who live in swing states who who, who can hear you in New York and go, well, I won't either. And I live in Michigan or I won't either. I live in Wisconsin. Okay, right next door, Pennsylvania. I, I, I understand. I'm saying for me, it was a deal breaker. See, if there's more people like like you thinking like that in in the swing states, Steve, we're all fucked. He damn sure isn't supporting Putin in the genocide going on in Ukraine. And he damn sure is not giving a free pass to Netanyahu either. And frankly, there's no... I'm sorry, Jeremy, what? So this whole genocide shit started by the Russians, same as they did before. They're fucking with the American public. Well, and, and that's that, that, it's, that's not a, it's not a. That's, in, that's in, absolute. In Ukraine, that's it. It's not a genocide. In in Gaza, it is a genocide. It is not a, a genocide it, in Ukraine when they come across the border and no, kill women and children for a reason. No, it's not, it not? a genocide. By it's not. How's it not? I, look at the Rome Statute. I'll tell you the definition of genocide. It's a war crime. It's not a genocide. But genocide is on the agenda, Steve, because the we, they are Stalin attempted one. And per- largely accomplished it uh, during the Soviet era, and the goal is to depopulate Ukraine and repopulate it with ethnic Russians. Well, to eliminate Ukraine as, as a language, for, as a culture. That's for that's, me. But he's he's, a, he's he is a. I'm I'm fully in support of um, funding uh, the Ukrainians. That's a war of liberation, as far as I'm concerned. That's no different than the uh, civilization. <laughs> that's that's nothing Try more than attack. that's nothing more than than Poland and Germany. What is that noise? What it was it stopped? So what does that mean, Steve? That, does it mean you're not voting for president, or you're not voting at all, or? Jesus Christ. You know what? I there's another line I won't cross. Of course I figure if I vote in New York, my vote for her will probably register in Cincinnati. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder I wonder I wonder if uh, I wonder if Jill Stein thought that she was looking at the uh, old and tangy river when uh, she was uh, in Cincinnati. 
God, what a joke. I mean, what a, the whole fucking Green Party is a joke. It's nothing more than a vanity contest. Um, it, 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 it is a joke. It's a money grip. No, it's, it's, it's a, grift. a joke. It's a money grab. It's a grift. It's a grift. If they really wanted to be serious, they would they would start at the grassroots, and I would see them manning tables outside my subway stop. What was the name of the party that the Tiger King ran under? Oh, Jesus. I look at the Green Party as the same as that. Well, the bottom line is that they're not interested in governing. They're interested in maintaining maintaining ballot position because that that – Ballot presence gives them money. What? What do you guys think about what happened in Colorado? Oh, keeping keeping uh, the orange menace off the ballot. No, now they're now they're putting back on the ballot. Put it back on. Well, he's. He, oh, he I didn't was, even he hear was, about that. No, no, no. He no, 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 no. He was back on all the time. Because the, because the Colorado Supreme Court stayed their own order. Can I – I will tell you this, in my opinion. The court has absolutely no say, zero. It should stay the fuck out of any decision of whether or not a person exists on a primary ballot. Primary ballots have nothing to do with electing to anybody any office. Precisely. It is a nominating process. It's a nom. I mean, I, I, this is where I come back to. I don't think there should be primaries because I'm, I don't, I object to having my taxpayers, my tax dollars going to pay for a private club to nominate somebody to run for public office. But putting that aside, they have no say if he, if a person is on. No, but the, the, but the litigation had to begin now in order oh, to. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know, I know. But I'm the not, real you know, consideration I'm, as the court, uh, which is the decision that the court reached in Minnesota, for instance, was that mm, he can be on the primary ballot. We can revisit this if he's the nominee. Yeah, that makes sense. And no matter how, and, and no matter how lead pipe cinch certain it looks like he's going to be the nominee of the GQP, it's... Okay, sports reference. Sorry. You still have to play the game. Yeah. This is not the college football playoff. You can't just you leave you can't just leave Florida State out. Yeah, right. Yes. Right. Yes. Getting back to the primary. There was a state up in New England that, that banned him. What state was that? The that was Maine. That was yesterday, Maine. Maine. Okay. Yeah. But getting back to the primary ballot. In both California and Oregon, the presidential primary and, in many cases, the uh, congressional and state offices primaries are the nominating procedure. But very frequently, and on virtually every California and Oregon ballot I've ever seen, the city council and propositions and such are true elections. So they are piggyback, piggybacking on true elections, a state-supervised preference poll for the political parties. So primary elections are not exclusively uh, being held for the benefit 
of a private corporation, i.e. political parties. Yeah, it's basically a popularity contest. The top two get the run in the general. Is that is that isn't that how it works? I don't and I don't California, mean popularity contest. I don't mean in some California. It does just you know because that's why what's happening um, like for the two the Senate's uh, for die five seat. Um, there's no way. I mean, like Steve Garvey is running. There's a bunch of people running, but more than likely the top two. Um, vote um, getters will be Katie Porter and Adam Schiff. Um, I and it's like so you know they're both Democrats. It's guerrilla warfare. So it's and the same with the primaries here down here in L.A. for um, D.A. Um, there's a whole bunch of people you know going after George Gascon. My hope is just to make sure he makes it on. He makes it through the primary and he's on the November ballot. Um, that's my, that's our first, you know, the, the first thing to do. And then from there, you know, um, make sure he wins re-election. Um, but th- there's a lot of people coming for him. So it's, 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 it's going to be tough. But when you go further on down the ballot, there are actual people who get elected on that ballot during the primary yeah. ballot. Yeah, we have uh, we we have nonpartisan elections for judges in, here in this state. Those elections will be over in May, and they'll be able to be sworn in and serve. And that's another thing that they need to change here, you, you know, because remember back in the day, judges were supposed to be you know unbiased and stuff. So um, they didn't, at least here, they didn't put their political affiliation after their names. Um, you knew what they, you know, they were prosecutors, and, and up until recently, uh, most um, most elected judges were former prosecutors and white men. Um, and so they're trying to change that shit, and they're also trying to change putting people's political affiliations after their names, you know, because most people they don't do they they don't give you a lot of information about people running for judge. So they're trying to change that as well. To get more background on these people, you know, how they, you know, their cases and how they came down on certain issues and stuff like that. Um, and like, right, it's just, if somebody who was, is, and was justice impacted, it is very, you know, you know, and Steve, let me just tell you something about you saying that you're not voting. It must be, and I'm not, attacking you per se but i'm just this is what i'm perceiving as white male privilege because for you to be able to say i'm not voting and and like like christopher said it reverberates because people start to say well maybe you know people probably hold you in regard your opinions in regard and who even if they've never said a word on this show they listen and it's easy for people Whose laws don't really affect like they affect people that look like me, and yes, you are a gay man, but the still laws affect me a whole lot differently than they will ever affect you. And for so when you nonchalantly, oh, that's a deal breaker. Well, there's no such thing as deal breakers at this point. Well, and Tracy, it doesn't sound like you're exactly enamored with Joe and it, what he's doing with no. with respect to Gaza at all. But that's I'm not, not going to change your your vote, right? 
it's not going to change my vote. Well, can I add something? Can I can I add can I add something to this, please? The deal breaker for me will be a Republican House, a Republican Senate, a Republican Supreme Court, and a Republican President ready to enact every aspect of the Heritage Foundation's Project 2025. I might as well, if, if that happens, I may as well get my striped pajamas to, uh, uh, together. It's that simple. That's a deal breaker. Yeah, because that won't break a deal. That will break me. And it'll break the entire LGBTQ community because they plan in Project 2025 to erase LGBTQ identities from the face of the country. And they're not kidding. You know, once again, the reminder, the first outrages of the Nazi party, the Nazi control of Germany, were not directed... I mean, some of the people were Jewish, but they were not directed generally at Jews. They were directed at LGBTQ people, particularly those who had been examined, treated, diagnosed in Magnus Hirschfeld's Institute for the Study of Sexuality. The books you see Nazis carrying out of a building in grainy black and white photos, the books you see on fire in the night, in black and white film footage with Nazis singing and chanting and dancing around them are the records of Magnus Hirschfeld's uh, Institute for the Study of Sexuality. That's who they're coming for. Meanwhile, this Biden administration has done more than any other presidential administration in the history of this nation to safeguard LGBTQ rights. I mean, it may seem like nothing, but just this morning, as I was watching my uh, filthy morning habit, uh, one of the one of the feel good kicker stories at the end of the show was a Harvard English professor named Stephanie Burt. And the reason it was the feel-good story at the end of the end of the show was because next semester she, Doctor Burt, is going to offer a class in Taylor Swift studies. Ha 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 ha! That's so funny. Bob Dylan got a Nobel Prize in literature for his lyrics, which are first and foremost poems but over 300 people have signed up for this class and so they had her on and they interviewed her and she made a cogent presentation of why it's a, it deserves to be a part of academic study why it's literature and by the way Dr. Burt is one of the leading literary critics of postmodern poetry. And she's trans. She's trans. Um, 
those of us with yeah. our transponders, you know, I was like, oh, well, how about that? Yeah. So, so that's at least the second trans woman who has appeared on a major cable news broadcast outlet. And in both cases, it was the same network, MSNBC. I was the other one. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. Well, you know, Robin, I said it. Uh, hold, on, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Ben. They didn't introduce her as trans professor. They didn't introduce her as transgender advocate, even though she is active in LGBTQIA plus uh, uh, activism. They 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 invited her on and interviewed her as the expert in her field that she is. That would be that would have been unthinkable, even ten years ago. And the Republican Party as a whole wants to make it unthinkable in less than one year from now. They don't want you going to Wally World. Yeah, hell, that, that that bill will probably be reintroduced in two months, and I'm going to have to start the whole do I have to do I have to flee my home bullshit all over again. My deal well, but, my it, deal breaker is making sure that doesn't fucking happen. Yep, and, and you know, also to throw in there, can you imagine the horrors if the NLRB falls back into Republican hands? Just imagine that. Everything. That's why yeah. <coughs> you must vote for Joe. There is no other choice. There just is. And there are no safe. And there are no. And there are no safe states. Because None. because this they're coming is, for us. Because this is not a safe nation. So that's just my little two cents worth there. Um, not to mention that Joe Biden has pointed us out more than one speech. He's the only president to do that so far. Yeah. The other thing we need to keep in, in uh, track is uh, OSHA, Occupational Health and Safety. The uh, Any of the, the rulings and that kind of stuff, uh, I was listening to a really great program, can't forget who it was, was talking about it. And uh, it takes forever and ever and ever to get things done. And there might not even be any rulings that come down under Biden unless he gets a second term. But when the Republicans come in, there's absolutely nothing that gets done because those job-killing regulations and the workers be damned. They can die on the job for all the Republicans care. Uh, to me, there is just absolutely no reason in the world that anybody that's got a decent sense of humanity in them can say they're not going to vote for Joe Biden. I agree what? 100%. I'm sorry. I just do. I agree with well, that. I mean, just think about the camps. Hey, Ben, let me just get this in real quick. Just imagine the camps at the border that are going to be um, filled up, millions of people, and it's going to be a pipeline straight to Joni Ernst's de hog deballing factories where they're going to stick like 10, 11, 12-year-old 
migrant children and to clean that clean the killing floor. Clean, yeah, yeah, clean razors. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where we're headed. Hands that's not voting for Biden. That's what you're going to get. It's going to it's going to Go it's going to be a Department of Justice that will not sue whatever ugly little fascist is putting up razor wire in the Rio Grande or trying to build a wall to keep women from leaving Texas to get reproductive care in New Mexico. Well, this place is going to look look make Soylent Green look like a, a party. Go ahead, Ben. Well, like I like I said four weeks ago or five weeks ago, I can't remember exactly when I said this, but this election is the most important election of our lifetimes. Our democracy and freedom is in stake in this election. Yes, this might Ev- be bigger than 1860. It's it's a big one. Yeah, yeah. Every every election, I dare say, every presidential election of everyone within the reach of my voice has been the most important presidential election of their lives. And they only get more important because the problems only become more complicated and the fascists only become more fascist. Well, Robert, just to be somewhat of a contrarian, are you including Eisenhower, Adlai Stevenson? Yes. Because I, in hindsight, yes, I would have preferred, or my family would have preferred, and my present political structure would have preferred Adlai Stevenson. But I do not consider Eisenhower to have been the disaster uh, that virtually every Republican since Eisenhower has been. Uh, he was he was not as bad, but not as bad is still not not bad. Uh, I would I would reply because well he did get Earl Warren on the Supreme Court. Uh, yeah, and 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 hated himself for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well he also had Nixon vice president. But the, that, I mean, just uh, just one great big glaring uh, example is the onslaught of red baiting and commie scaring over the idea of the United States doing what Western Europe was doing in terms of post-World War reevaluation of things like access to medical care. We would, we would, Harry Truman wanted universal health care. Dwight Eisenhower... And we forced it, we forced it onto Germany. Yeah, Dwight Eisenhower... Uh, delivered polemics against it. Harry Truman listened to Ho Chi Minh and to the grievances of the Vietnamese people against their colonial oppressors in France. Harry Truman told, and and on the other hand, uh, Ike, his old pal Charles de Gaulle said, you gotta help, and Ike said, I'm your guy. And Winston Churchill leaned on Harry Truman. They were pals and said, "Listen, you can't let you, you can't you can't let this little brown dude in Iran nationalize British oil. That's our oil under their sand." And Harry Truman told him to fuck off. Dwight Eisenhower got into office. 
and Churchill pissed and moaned to him. And that is why we have the problems we have Iran with Iran to this very day. Most people don't remember that during the Iranian Revolution, that in addition to great big posters of Ayatollah Khomeini, they were also carrying posters bearing the likeness of Mohammad Mossadegh, because their democratic prime minister had been removed in a coup by the United States of America. It's not like the Iranian people in the streets didn't have a grievance with us. Sorry, I'm not barking, Roger. I'm just trying to make my point. No, I do include I do include Eisenhower. Adlai Stevenson would have been a far more nuanced president. But at least the the thing I'll give Eisenhower was that he he gave the the speech about military industrial complex, and also well he was one of the generals in of course in World War Two. So that, I'll he, give him he, that. He was the general, but Emilio. Uh, he he issued his warning about the military-industrial congressional complex, and they made him take congressional out of it on the way out the door. And his uh, cross of iron yeah. speech too. Yes, yeah. outstanding. A lot of good with the bad when it comes to Ike. You know all the yeah. all the atrocious shit in the Central America and South America too, right? I mean Iran. And the and the reason for the interstate highway system was militaristic, not uh, for the people. No. Right, that's true, too. Yeah. The fact that the people would yeah. benefit was just simply a, a, a side benefit. Well, mostly, and also, let's not forget that the highway system destroyed thriving black communities. Yes, it did. Because yeah. driving, especially... It, without, without, without fail, the interstates went through places where people couldn't afford to fight the eminent domain taking of the land. Right. Uh, it, it wasn't uh, wasn't a prosperous black neighborhood wiped out by what the ten? A ten. That's what I thought. The whole Creole. It was a ten freeway along the uh, um, around the Crenshaw district, and it was mostly um, uh, black folks from Louisiana. So it was Creole, you know. And you had a whole bustling um, neighborhood. And these were up, you know, upper middle class black folks. Yeah. But yeah, gone. The whole community is gone. And you know, unfortunately, you know, like when people say, "I'm not going to vote," "I'm not going to do this," or "I'm leaving," we there. I can't go any fucking where. I cannot afford to leave this country. And even if I could, I don't think I would because this is my fucking country. My my ancestors built this shit for free. Okay, so I ain't going nowhere. But the fact is that, you know, people who can just pick up and go, God bless you, but can you just stay and, and fight for the rest of us who can't go anywhere? Can you? I don't know, Tracy. I'll be honest. I don't know, Tracy. If, they, if, we, if see, Trump I, is president again, I can afford to leave, and I may. I, I have, very well may. I don't, I don't think I can deal with it. I have a viewing tip for Tracy and the whole wide horn. If you have Amazon Prime, which gives you Amazon TV, you need to subscribe for six bucks a month. I know it's a charge, but it's worth it to MGM Plus. There's a show just hosted by Samuel L. Jackson called Enslaved. It talks about the dirty underside of slavery that they don't talk about in public. Like the people who didn't make it here, they drowned on ships because they were banned. In the Middle Passage. Where they were taken from. How they were taken. 
how they were used as slaves before they were packed on the ships. I mean, there's one scene where they show this island which they planted a shit ton of uh, sugar cane around them so they couldn't get away. And while they're waiting to be put on the ships, they were forced to process the sugar cane. If their hand gets stuck in the machine because it happened often, there was someone there just standing in the machete to cut it off. It's a yeah, Nikki show, Haley can tell you all it. about it, Jeremy, right? Yeah, Nikki right, Haley exactly. can tell you all about it. <laughs> you just can't say the word. Well, you don't want to don't want to give them a sad. That listen, sounds though, good. I gotta I gotta interject this just because we're almost out of the pro, done with the program. We got seventy five dollars to go. We've been trying to finish it off for two days now, courtesy of our dear friend Jake. They uh, have a show on Jake's Dad Challenge. We got seventy five dollars to go with that. We got a three hundred dollar generous matching challenge from Chris in Germany. It remains untouched as thus far. Uh, Finishing, fin- finishing this 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 month in the hole that we are otherwise in uh, is well, it it, it can ha- it can have profound negative consequences for this program reaching its little twentieth anniversary. So, if we could please somehow finish off that last $75, that would be tremendous. And I could at least get a bill paid. Um, and work on the next two when we get back on January 2nd. Sorry. But I also see Steve from Georgistan has joined us and I, I hate that it always winds up with me going, Steve, you know, 10 minutes before the end of the program. But how are you, my friend? <laughs> Good, Robin. Hashtag Trump stinks. You know, that's a thing. Have you heard? Yes. Yes. It's a All thing. the Lincoln Project it's... burned him to ground, burned him to the ground. <laughs> Donald, is oh, that you? You saw that, you saw that commercial? Is that, uh, is that, uh, you, with with uh, piles of shit everywhere. and ooh, flies, Apparently the bearing. The Baron got it started during the holiday quarrel. He said, no, I'm not standing next to Diaper Man. He stinks. And it just escalated from there. And now it's one of the, it was one of the most viewed hashtags on whatever the hell they're calling it now, Twitter, whatever, you know. We call it Twitter just to fuck with, um, with Elon Musk. <laughs> what Steve and Robin and Tracy, what really pisses me off is the fact now that these people are saying, okay, well, if you're going to remove Trump and all the blue states, and let's remove Biden from all the red states. Well, that's because they're dipshits, and they can't, and they don't know that they can't find their ass with two hands, a, a GPS, um, and 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 a, and a pack of Louisiana prison hounds. I'm like you people. You know, realize how ignorant you sound by saying that. Uh, no, they don't. I mean, the the, the professional politicians do, but they don't care. On the other hand, however, the 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 lumpen maggot proletariat. Is is I mean, the the single most operative uh, intellectual phenomenon is the Dunning Kruger effect? They don't know what they don't know. Yeah, uh, Roger. The, the 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 contribute page is or the contribute button, the PayPal button is on the main page at HeadOn.Live. It's just not real big. Um. 
I am. He said I am. Melania to Donald. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting. Yeah. Like Robin was saying about. <laughs> oh, God, you okay? Like, you know what Robin was saying about what would happen to her? And you know how you were, somebody, Steve was saying about when I said about the man sassing me and I, you know, and I did respond in kind. But if if these people get in office, and, and t- I won't be, I will have to sit and and let people talk to me any old kind of way they want to. And if I do say something, I could go to jail because some of the white person said I was sassing them. I can go to jail for that kind of shit because the only thing I can think of for those of you who've ever saw the color purple. Is when that white woman asked uh, Sophia to be her maid, and she said, "Hell no." Now she was within her rights to say, "Hell no," but look what happened to her. Thinking the unthinkable. It's it's frightening. Yeah, and and Steve, very scary times. Yeah, and Steve, uh, that goes exactly to what I just got from Angelo in the People's Republic of the Bronx. Subject line: Leaving. You won't be able to just leave. The Nazis seized Jewish property and held it hostage to be sold to them for a percentage of its worth in order for the wealthy Jews to leave. What makes you think it can't happen here? Exactly. That's a great point. There's, there's a lot of logistics involved. Just, just pick up and leave, you know. You know? Tracy's not completely wrong. Remember what happened to Emmett Till? He was accused of looking at a white woman, and he was killed. Only the other person was on her deathbed. You're going to see a lot of a spike in I mean, standard ground cases. Standard right? ground cases. Yep. Well, and you're going to have, and again, you're going to have, a, and you'll have a justice department that get, doesn't give a good old-fashioned tinker's damn. Because look at it. If it's not Trump, she, who she is had it? it coming. If it's yeah. not Trump, who is she it? Had it coming. Shouldn't address that away. If it's not Trump, who is it? Nimrata. Right. Tim. Tim, Uncle Tom Scott? No, no, Uncle Tim, Uncle Uncle Tim is out of the race. Baker. <laughs> oh, he dropped out. Okay. Yeah, Asa yeah, Hutchinson. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't even know that. Bobo uh, <laughs> switched districts. Districts. I heard you talking about that, that earlier. Yeah, we wake we Rosanna Dana will probably be gone at the very least after New Hampshire. They they quit buying ads in New Hampshire in November. We wake's broke. Tim Scott left before people even knew he was in there. Yes, exactly. And thank you, Amelia. Right. Thank you so much. Just silently knew out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and thank you, uh, thank you, Ralphs, and thank you to an anonymous friend, and thank you, Emilio. Uh, we are done with the uh, Have a Show on Jake's Dad Challenge. And how about this? Uh, thank you very kindly, Larry. Larry just met Chris in Germany's Challenge. So we're actually going to finish 2023 with only a deficit of $776. So that's a that is a that is a bona fide miracle, y'all. Yes, it is. Been on the line for a miracle in a long time. And uh, Scott just missed his girlfriend from half a country away. That's all it was. Be nice to him. We st- we still haven't met the girlfriend. Oh yeah, but she I was swore- at the last debate. But I, but I but was but she? Because I'm I'm pretty. Longer than the front row, he pointed her out. 
Who was that? What are we talking about? Tim Scott's Tim, Tim Scott's, Scott's mysterious girlfriend. girlfriend. Tim Scott's from Niagara, Niagara Falls from area. Niagara yeah. Falls. She was at the last debate. He pointed out the front row and thanked her for being there. Yeah. We never saw after that did though, but act, she was there. Did they actually show a cat? Did they actually put the camera on her? I believe. Because see, all along, I mean, Tim's a random woman. He paid her to be there. Tim's Tim's from South Carolina. I've been thinking all along the mystery girlfriend's name was Lindsay. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So anything, have you heard of, you know, maybe they into buck breaking. I don't know. Yes, I said it. Well, you did say it. You went there. And I'm not taking it back. <laughs> I'm not taking it back. It's kind of funny. I'm not going to laugh. That was a little funny. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, t- Tim funny. Scott's girlfriend was Lindsay, and it wasn't Lindsay Lohan. Meanwhile, uh, right? meanwhile, Lady G is uh, talking now that if a uh, Trump wins, we're going to see things go to shit faster than we've ever seen it. Oh, so now she's... Go- <laughs> this bitch. This bitch. <laughs> it's like, girl, it's like, it's like, girl, bye. Wait, Ben, you talk about Lindsay, Precious Lindsay? Yeah, he he's saying Trump... Go ahead. Yeah, because he thinks that Trump's going to be, he's going to be one of the first ones that Trump, Trump's on Trump's side that Trump gets rid of. Oh, on the enemies list? Oh, yeah. he's wising up, huh? A little too late. Yeah, I think it is. I th- well, Ben, that makes sense. He's <laughs> he's smart enough to know that his head is going to be one of the first on the spike, huh? Up against the wall, motherfucker. Yeah, Teddy too. I've got a list, and I'm checking it twice. Teddy, too. Teddy said a lot of bad things about the orange asshole. Then oh, he went that, and laughed it up. Uh, but, the, 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 yeah. yeah, the uh, the maggot campaign is accusing uh, Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, the anointed booger-eating future king of America, of being in the closet. Yeah, about that. Uh, in the closet. Uh, no, 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 he's he's a closet monkey-up supporter. Maybe it, oh. was, maybe it was the go-go boots. God, uh, thank you, Roger. Roger, thank you so much. We're uh, so actually that gets us down to seven twenty six, seven twenty six, finishing out twenty twenty three, and uh, we are at the end of the program. Steve, I know you're uh, in, in Georgia. Stan, I know you're. I know you're uh, working harder than a one arm paper hanger. Uh, but I hope you can I hope you can pop in earlier some evening because it's it's been a long it's been a while since we had a good chat and I haven't you haven't you haven't up you haven't given us a uh, Washington Journal update since God was a baby. There's not really much to update. Nothing really changes. It's like Groundhog Day watching that show. So. <laughs> you know. If the it's well, like Groundhog Day if the groundhog's off its meds. Right, right. Just make sure you have plenty of cheap to kill Andy. Uh, that early in the morning, it's kind of tough. I'm developing an ulcer, but you know, you do what you got to do. I can see the opening scene, like, and, and instead of the radio with the song that plays for Groundhog Day, the same song, I can see. Well, I used to be a Democrat. The Democratic <laughs> Party left me. I, I didn't, didn't leave, I didn't leave the, the Democrat, Democrat Party. Line. The Democrat Party left me. They left me. Calling it on all down. three lines. It's just three hours of propaganda. Yeah, that's I'm it. Sorry. Man. I, uh, 
I forgot to tell you, I actually, we the other day when we were talking about Funny Farm, I rewatched it, the, like, the next day. Holy shit, I forgot how fucking funny that movie was. Cue the deer. Oh, God. Cue the deer. Okay, I got I, I do have to get out of here, but you, you might know. Are we going to get another episode of Quantum Leap? Yes, I told you, baby, next year. As in, like, in a couple of weeks next year, or... Like I like like beginning of January, I believe. Yes. Okay. Don't grieve, honey. They still, you know, because we I, got a I, nice I little love story going on here. That part, that part, sis. That part. That part. No, no, no. You know, every time I see an article, I send it to you. And, um, and she and, and she is so beautiful. She was so good in a league of their own. Robin, before you go, in the spirit of Scott, I would like to make a recommendation. Do please. Scott would have really appreciated this. It's on Showtime, and it's called The Curse. And it's a series, and it's, I think it's ten episodes, but it shows the absurdity of reality programming. And it has a great storyline. <laughs> it's yeah. worth a watch. And, Robin, since you have Paramount Plus, you should be able to watch it. Oh, goody. Yes. Yes. You can probably binge watch it if you want to wait to watch all ten of them. Two more weeks. That good, huh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like The Sopranos in the first two, three episodes. You're like, eh, I don't know if I want to hang with this or not. But then it grabs you right around episode four. So, yeah, check it out. Oh, you know what? And anybody that has Disney Plus, um, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, I- I'm invested. The first three episodes are like, okay, okay, I see what you're doing. <laughs> Leave me alone. So I, I need, you know, and for those who haven't seen it, please go see Wonka because we need some whimsy and we need some happy. And we, when I left out of that movie theater last Sunday, I felt lighter. And then there's the color purple. Man. I don't need and, a little more of that. Yeah. yeah. And American, American fiction was amazing. Saltburn, I'm still trying to figure that shit out. I have to watch it a couple of times. That's on Amazon uh, on Prime Video. Um, there was something else. Fargo's getting oh, really oh. good. Fargo's getting really good, Tracy. Yes, yes, yes. And, oh, Robin, this movie is made, it's our boy Paul Giamatti is in it, The Leftovers. Um, and it, it just dropped to, yes, today on Peacock. And it's, it's what I love. It's like how they, it's, you know, set in 1973. So even the trailer you know how they had the guy talking over the trailer and stuff like that. It's if it's even filmed like it's even in shot a like world a that is filmed, right? In a world, but no, it's 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 a it's a really good movie, and I I think it's by the same person who did Sideways. And for all you people who like Sideways, I never really thought it was all that great, but that's just me. But I I really loved and enjoyed the whole the left is the whole is the holdovers. That's the holdovers it's about set in 73 at a boys boarding school and it's about the kids that uh, don't go for christmas for whatever reason okay uh, by the way i have a request uh steve uh, in georgistan uh yes. Ju- jude said she has misplaced your number and could you please drop her an email no problem thank you so much and well, i had no idea randy radar says you're the only liberal who didn't take this week off. 
That's well, true. I, I keep saying it. It's true. Very true. TV Hard. has been yeah, horrible this week, man. Hardest, the hardest working girl yeah. in liberal talk. Yeah, no Randy, no Pac-Man. No, no, nothing. Nobody. No Sam. Roman, nobody. No Roman Martin. You know, no Roman Martin. Like, come on. What about the Eagles? Come on, the, Eagles the best the stuff off. are just as good. Steph? Yes, there's no Steph. No Tom. All of them took the whole... Fuck, took but, two right, weeks off, didn't they? It's all the people... It's like, it's Malloy! The people can afford yeah, Mike's it's there. Yeah, the yeah Mike's been there. Malloy just took the few it. weeks. Oh, sorry, Tracy. It's all the what? People, you know, I'm sorry. It's all the people who can afford to leave. Well, they have that, too. Right. Yeah, yeah right. that. Yeah. And Robin, your opening monologues have been epic as of late. I mean, you've been slamming it, man. Thank you. Big time. Got good material. <laughs> hey, Emilio, with, that, right? that, that dish was <laughs> really good it's, it, that you put in the chat. And I love your little, and, is, and, is that a boy? Is that your boy? Yeah, that, that was that's a girl. Oh, girl. What's it's, her name? It's her no, name is Lupita. Oh. Is nobody um, into the crown? Am I the only one who's into the crown? I, I haven't what? seen okay. it. So I think I, Karen's I, watching I, I, that. Or... It's a good show, and I, I've watched it in bits and pieces. But here's the thing, and because you know, because I'm a racist, but there gets to the point <laughs> where. <laughs> I get so immersed by whiteness because every the majority of shit on television is about white people. And so I got enough to do with white American people. Do I really need to do with white British people? Too? <laughs> yeah. Well, for what, hey, for what it's worth, Tracy, I was watching The Crown until young Queen Elizabeth and young Prince Philip went to Africa. Yeah, that's where they lost me. And that's, and that's when I went, I'm noping right out of this right now. Uh oh! I'm done. I'm done. It was it, uh, it, it, it was colonialism, you know, to a to. I, oh yeah, I, it was no question. It was just it was just and Philip and the was way awful. they talked to people. Oh, he was he was a Nazi, and so it's oh, like he was there's, awful. Only, there's only so much and him yeah, I can do. That's why and and him being a pissant about man, I want to be called the king. Why can't I be right. king? I have a penis, you know. Oh, Jesus, motherfucker, Christ. It's just, it's just so much entitlement that I can watch. And since I can control what I have on my television, because, you know, like when people get mad, well, they shouldn't have this shit on TV or then don't watch it. This is, you know, this is not state television. There's so many other things you can watch. Like, you know, people mad about abortions. I, you know, I'm against abortion. Okay, good. Don't have one. Oh, I got one you last thing. I got one. Yeah, last we're not living in Russia. I got yeah, one last thing. Wa I got we one got last choices. thing. I got one last thing before I'm out the door. Because this is just too damn funny. I could save it for Wednesday, but no. Uh, we've, we've, we've seen all the hissies, the slavery hissy. The, so, over... In a publication called Christianity Today, uh -oh. which is a mainline periodical about Christ, you know, Christian religion stuff, a woman, a scholar, did an article about representations of Jesus in the Asian world. And there was like a, 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 you know, some artwork of, uh, some artwork from India, 
some artwork from China, some artwork from the Philippines. And curiously enough, Jesus, and, and see, I have to mention this because two days from uh, on Monday, we will celebrate the ritual mutilation of Jesus' baby dick. Genital mutilation! Well, that's what New Year's Day celebrates in the Gregorian calendar, Jan. But the right wing, including like a full insane paragraph from Franklin Graham, all about he died for remission of sins. So all these representation of Jesus, he's, you know, he's, he's Filipino, he's Korean, he's Chinese, he's Indian. And, you know, there's even a, there's even a religious tradition that says that Jesus, before he showed up and started his ministry, actually got some of the ideas for his ministry from much older Indian philosophy that he had actually gone to India. Some of it actually makes sense, especially if you read the Gospel of Thomas. Never mind. So then the author makes this entirely innocuous statement, and this tells us something, that Jesus was Asian. Because it's true. Oh, that's Asia there. That yeah. what we call the Middle East is in Asia. Yep. I play Risk. I know that. Yes. Oh, I'd love to play Risk with you sometime. You get one of those good six people players going on. Oh, that's so much fun. Yeah. Why does that not surprise me? Um, yeah. But the, but the right-wingers lost, lost their shit. Jesus was not an Asian. Jesus was a Jew. Just like Santa. And I'm like, we'll oh, you Santa, fucking though? dipshits. <laughs> yeah. Abraham, well, you know, Abram, Ur of the Chaldees. Ur of the Chaldees is in what was modern-day modern Iraq. Iraq is in fucking Asia. The patriarch of all three of the... Of the, of the, of the Abrahamic faiths begins with an Asian man. Arabs are Asian. Jews are Asian. Oh, you really got Megan Kelly's girdle and a all tied in knots. Well, now. I mean that's okay. She's already declared, of course, Jesus was white. Like Santa Claus. What? Well, just like Santa. Or you look at folks like Tony Shalhoub, who comes who comes from Lebanon, and he has the you know the little curly, kinky hair. Even so, so folks from that region have that hair like that. Even yes, he, I uh, love Tony Shalhoub. No, you guys, Jesus Jesus only turns into a know. six foot six inch, blonde haired, blue eyed Aryan uh, hottie when he gets to when he gets out of Greece. So that's that. I got to get out of here. We're over time, but we've done extra broadcasting this week to kind of make up for me being me being gone Christmas Day. I will be gone uh, on Monday, New Year's Day. New roll, Year's Day baby. roll, tide, roll. Uh, and uh, then be back Tuesday. Thanks everybody for the little miracle, the big miracle this evening.
We got from 1676 down to 726. That's big doings. So thank you. Happy New Year, everybody. It's arbitrary, but it's some way of marking another trip around the sun. Enjoy your traditions. We'll be enjoying ours. Think of the people who aren't seeing this new year. Celebrate with their spirit joined with yours. Thank you to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you, Roger, in the chat room. Thanks, Steve, for popping by. Thank you to our PayPal and Patreon subscribers. Thank you to our challenge makers, our a la carte contributors, respondents to the challenges. Uh, because I didn't, didn't think about it being the 29th and the last show for the year, uh, we will do the thank yous for the Patreon subscribers come first broadcast of January. Uh, For anybody out planning ahead, remember Bruce and Karen's Memorial Challenge will be on the 2nd of January. Thanks to each and every one of you, with all the sincerity in my heart, for sharing the precious, finite time of your lives engaging in this little program, this nearly 20-year-long conversation. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, headon.live. Remember, please like and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a comment. It boosts us in the rankings and makes us more visible. All of us. Our community. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia and a proud union shop. Please stay safe, get your booster, get your RSV vaccine if they're available, get your flu shot, wear your mask if you're around the maggots because you know how they are. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, use your hand sanitizer, carry it with you, pocket or purse, and maintain your social distance as best you can because it's still here. I know people who have been through it. It still sucks, and you don't want it. And if, uh, if, if some uh, gum-chomping, uh, gum-chomping uh, Cletus from Smyrna, Tennessee comes toward you saying, well, I don't never really, really studied the Civil War and slavery, and it's all about the context, uh, avoid him like the plague. Because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Very happiest new year to, to us all. Have a great weekend, everybody. Later. <laughs>